0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: What are
0: you talking about? No, it's not him. There is only one more. There is only one. More! That's it! One more! Get it around! No! They saw your team. Put up zero effort. Wake up! Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this. this is the Sports Loud mouth!
2: Yay! Man,
3: can you
0: keep
2: it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With
0: Errol Marks and Speedy Beatty. You're not even a has fan. Here never
3: was! Here never was! We never are back, ladies and gentlemen, as you know. This is another show of the Sports Lab Mouse. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co host, Speedy Petey. Remember, you can call us at 631 672 3108. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android. Worldwide Sports Radio Network, speedy, speedy, peedy.
2: Yeah, well, that sounds about right. Trying to figure out a nickname for me while throwing some weird scenarios on me before off-air. Yeah, you gotta be started, alright. Well, hold on one second. Th- these aren't weird scenarios.
3: I-, I think there's a lot to do with the conversations that we have off-air. Nope. Yes, there is. I think-, I think the conversations that we have are great. You yeah. just don't want to talk about it on live air because nope. you'd be ashamed of
2: it, right? Of course. I think uh, I think the uh, the last person we were just referencing, whoever knows, would probably think the same thing.
3: Well, who were we referencing?
2: Mr. Ashley Sarge.
3: Oh, Ashley Sarge, the great one. The one-legged man, yes. Ashley Sarge. But mm-hmm. I, I miss Ashley. I, I really do. Talking hockey with Ash. The last time I saw Ashley Sarge was at, I think it was like, Two and a half, three years ago. When was the last time the Boston Bruins went to the Stanley Cup final? Yeah, th- uh, 2019. So 2019. <laughs> the Bruins was the last Stanley Cup. Was the last time I saw Ashley Was Sarge.
2: that the time you hid his uh, his, his, prosthetic? No. Oh.
3: Uh, that was a year before that. That was at the draft. That was at the draft. The again. Dallas draft, okay, I think it gotcha. was. Yes. That was the last time I, I did something very mean to Ashley Sarge. But it your was prankster funny. prankster
2: side came It out. was funny.
3: It yeah, was, my prankster. My prankster side is always out, okay? I'm, That's fair. i fair. I always like to prank people, I, I all in good fun. Ashley knows me to be a little crazy, a little weird. But after Vancouver, I think Ashley has done enough to me, okay? <laughs> all right, so Ashley made me go. Before we get into the show, we have a great show lined up for everybody. Ashley in, in Vancouver, I met him. He He got into Vancouver a little bit before I did on a plane. And I took a a day or 24 hours to meet him in uh, Vancouver. I told him to find a good hotel. So (laughs) to make a long story short, I get in. uh, Ashley tells me, gives me the address where I have to meet him. It took me forever to get a taxi or an Uber or whatever it was. He took me to a 7-Eleven, which, by the way, uh two or three people that were in Seven Eleven were barefooted, which is weird, in Vancouver. And then within a couple of blocks, I, I pull up to a place that had graffiti all over the wall. And I'm like, what the hell is this place? And I actually had to come down and invite me in. Uh, the place was a – what do they call it? Um, a backpacking district hmm. where uh, a bunch of people that are backpacking live in this little place he lived in this, he stayed in this little room with one bed. What is it, some kind of club or cult or something <laughs> I have no idea. One shower, by the way, and I took a shower with my socks on. Oh, jeez. And I told him, we are not staying here for the weekend for the NHL draft. We are, even, he says, there's no, I remember, there's no other rooms, there's no motels, there's no hotels around here that are, they're all packed because of all, all the NHL players or uh, young kids that are getting drafted. And I said, you know what? Well, then we're going to. Go on the outskirts of Vancouver, and we're going to find, and we did. We found a place which is connected to the railroad over there, which got us back into the city. But he—he uh, he was so cheap. I'll tell you right now.
2: I'm sure you would have rather stayed in a fishing boat, a houseboat. It was than horrible. That place.
3: It was horrible, ladies and gentlemen. I will never do that again. I will never let Ashley Sarge ever pick a hotel or motel for us. So that's my story with Ashley Sarge. So. I could not I cannot picture him hanging out
2: with a backpacking club or culture. It's not, a, it's the... not a
3: back <laughs> what they do, these backpacking, you know, people, they they go to different states, they go to different countries and they stay in these like little motels where all these people they, they just rent out a room and they share the same bathroom. It, could you imagine on one floor, eight people, ten people living on the same floor, one toilet one bathroom, one shower. Wow. Okay. Jeez. That's what Ashley brought me in in Vancouver. Okay? After the after the first night I was there, I fell asleep on a chair. I woke up and I said, "Dude, if we don't get out of here, I'm going to go crazy." And 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 I found a place. It took me a little while, but I found a nice place. Uh, a nice hotel inn, which actually had breakfast in the morning, which Ashley wanted to reap the benefits from that because he didn't want to go and buy breakfast. But that's Ashley Sarge, ladies and gentlemen. He went, Anyways. To,
2: st- he went to steal food. <laughs> that was not like him.
3: Anyways, uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, at 10 o'clock, we'll be took- we will be talking to Put On Waivers, NFL Draft, and Raiders analyst Ryan Holmes. And at 10.30, we'll be talking to Woodward Sports DFS and fantasy analyst Chris Detroit Beastie. DeBacker, DeBacker, okay? And I don't know why you gave me all that, Speedy, but uh, Detroit I'll,
2: Beastie is his nickname and his Twitter handle. Him, I
3: don't have to call him Detroit Beastie. I'll just call him Chris DeBacker, okay? He, he's been on a show. If you guys don't remember him, he's fantastic. Yep,
2: it was right before the Stafford trade, or right after the Stafford trade, and he's a Lions fan. You guys are both saying how uh, the Lions fleeced the Rams in that trade. And they did. They were on the Super Bowls. So we'll see how he feels about it now. He still, They still did. No, they still did well. No.
3: Anyways, um, we are going to get it to Sidney Crosby potentially being out uh, with an upper body injury. So Sid gets hurt last night. Uh, by Truba, he could be out for the rest of this series, could be out for the rest of the playoffs. Nobody, and the, the Pittsburgh Penguins aren't giving any information on what's going on with Sid the Kid. Uh, we'll get into the NHL draft lottery. The Canadians win the draft. The Devils, again, in the top five, makes no sense, but it just shows you how these lotteries don't make sense. They're going to be drafting at two. I mean, this is the the Rangers and the Devils, in the last five years, are going to have the opportunity to draft the number one pick.
2: And the number two pick. The Kings got it, too. Number two twice as well.
3: It's crazy. It it really is. It's crazy. But uh, we'll get into that in in just a few moments. NHL playoff. I mean, NBA playoff updates, which we'll get into, uh, obviously, with the Phoenix series, the Philadelphia series, uh, the Milwaukee series uh, from last night as they take a 3-2 lead against, yes, Jeff, (laughs) your Celtics. Uh, And he said they play like crap, by the way. But we'll get into that. Um. Also, a story coming out that uh, the Heat jo- – oh, could Heat join what, – what is this? The
2: Heat might be in the running for Donovan Mitchell as well. Uh, They've expressed Why interest. would you put
3: that there? It doesn't make any sense the way you posted it on my my, my pad, okay? Uh, it, so I, everybody knows that the Heat would be interested in Donovan Mitchell, okay? Uh, we know Pat Riley likes to go after stars. I don't know if they're going to have enough to get Donovan Mitchell. Remember, they have a lot of contracts. Uh, they could move—Victor Depot Victor is a free agent at the end of the season, so I do think they might have a room for Donovan Mitchell. But what are they willing to give up? That's the question. Are they going to give up Tyler Hero? Are they going to give up one of these guys uh, that they've built their team around? I don't know if they're going to do that. I do believe the Heat are, be, are going to be interested in them. And and Dwayne Wade running the—you know, obviously, he he's a part owner of that organization— I could see Dwayne, you know, trying to give the Heat a little bone. If oh, like Derek
2: mean. Jeter did with the Stanton
3: trade. <laughs> yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But um, I do believe there's quite a few other teams interested in Donovan Mitchell. It's not just going to be the Knicks and the Miami Heat. It's whoever's going to give the Utah Jazz what they absolutely want to make that deal happen. Uh, we'll get into the NHL playoffs as well. Uh, Jerry, Judy arrested, not charged yet. Involved in a criminal tampering domestic case. A very interesting story. Um, I, you know, before the show started, I was reading a little bit about it, and I, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, look at all these Alabama wide receivers. I, I mean, one of them got arrested last year for for it could be could be in jail for the next ten to twenty years of right. his career or life. Could go to could go to jail for life. Who knows? After killing somebody, drinking and driving right. <laughs> and hurting his girlfriend or whoever he was with. Um This is not as bad. I, I mean, obviously, uh he could be suspended by the NFL. He probably will. He'll get out of this. I I do believe he'll get out of this because, but if it is domestic, it it is a domestic violence case, he's going to be suspended for a significant amount of time. But I don't know the whole story. Uh, Again, I've been reading a little, little bits and pieces of the story. The the full story
2: is not even out. No, the full story only just, uh, the only part of the story came out uh, from the Denver uh, police or state government or whatever it was on Twitter. And then that's all they really know is it's just he was involved somehow, but they didn't press any charges yet. And uh obviously the new NFL schedules were released today.
3: Uh so if you're an NFL fan, if you're a fan of your teams, we'll go over that at the end of the show. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things that could happen this year. Uh and a- absolutely in December and January before the playoffs start, uh how many th- how many games could really cause cost some of these teams to not make the playoffs. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, But why don't we get into the Sidney Crosby in the NHL? Because obviously this is a story. And we'll we'll put the beef on. I know the beef wants to come on, and he's got his own thoughts. And (laughs) we'll put him on in a few minutes. So, beef, just hold on. We'll put you through. I want to get into the Sidney Crosby thing. Because I know a lot of Ranger fans sitting here today think the reason why the Rangers won game number five was because Sidney Crosby got hurt. And I understand that Sidney Crosby is a dangerous player. He's a sensational player. One of the more hated players in the NHL, but one of the more talented players. And we've seen what Sidney Crosby has done in this playoff series. But one player Ladies and gentlemen, is not going to cost the Penguins from losing the series. It really what really happened in that series in in the second period with two and a half minutes left of that second period was Deming is just that bad. And I don't know, I don't understand how the Rangers didn't figure out Deming in the last game. This guy is a third string goalie. He shouldn't even be on this roster. He's a cook. I, I was reading a story that he's an unbelievable cook. He's a chef, and that's what he wants to do when he retires from hockey, mm. is be a cook. He's probably a better chef than he, he is as a hockey player. What we've seen in this series is, it, yes, Sidney Crosby has has played well. Malkin has played well. Latang has played well. Uh, any, anybody in the net was playing well. <laughs> Jari's going to be back probably uh, the next game, tomorrow. He he might start tomorrow. Is that an advantage for Pe- the Penguins? No, because I think the weakest part of this Penguin team is their goaltending. But Sidney Crosby getting hurt for a significant amount of time, does it hurt them in this series? No. If they win this series and they get out of this series, does it hurt them in the next series where they, they have to play Carolina or the Bo- Boston Bruins? Yes. Right now... The Rangers have always been the better team in this in this series. They have the most talent. They have arguably a Norris Trophy winner on this team uh, for this year. He won last year. They have a Venzina Trophy winner. Uh, probably is going to win goalie of the year. Their defense has been top three in the league team wise throughout the NHL season. Their coach is probably going to win coach of the year for what he has done in his first year as the New York Rangers coach. Heck, even Chris Drury could win manager of the year. Who would have thought that with some of the acquisitions he made at the trade deadline? But the facts are, the New York Rangers have not played well in the series. They have not. Sisterkin has not played well in the series. I know a lot of Ranger fans are going to sit here and tell me, Oh, it's because of the defense. You can't blame Shostakhin. Guys, I'm going to say this again. I played hockey. The goaltender is the last line of defense. We have seen bad defenses over the years win Stanley Cups because of a hot goalie. And I'm not putting Shostakhin down. I don't think Shostakhin is a bad goalie. I just don't know if he can handle the pressure of the playoffs, and being that you're playing in New York, and being that you're looked at as the 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 aggressive and more talented team in this series, you should be playing better than you have in this series. And Shostarkin, I don't care what Tyler says. I don't care what the beef says. I don't care what any Ranger fan has th- that has reached out on me on tw- and, and leached, what what's the word? Um, uh, Contacted. <laughs> Uh, I would I'm trying to figure out the best word Uh, attacked me Ah. on social media, telling me that I'm a Ranger hater and I don't know what I'm talking about. When a goaltender who throughout the season had a 2.07 goals against average the whole season and right now in the playoffs has a goals against average over four. That is not good. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not
4: good. All right, let's put the beef on beef. What's going on, bud? What's up, man? How are you?
3: I'm good, man. What would you like well, to talk about?
4: First things first, I want to give a shout out to my friend. He just lost his dad. Tough loss for him. Very sorry, man. I feel bad for the, my, you know, one of my really good friends since I know since kindergarten. So, Jamie Lee, uh, I, I, I just, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know him. Jamie Lee Kurt,
3: and uh, I, I, I feel so bad for him. I saw him at your birthday party. Uh, you could tell when we brought up his father, he was uh, very upset, and uh, his father had a. Uh, pancreatic cancer uh it, it's it's a cancer that usually gets you pretty quick and uh his father's been fighting it with chemo and all that other stuff and uh it, it's a sad situation and and i really feel bad for him i i could only imagine i do i i had this happen to me six years ago with my father not from cancer but from something else and mm-hmm. um i know what it's like to lose a parent he's lost both his parents now so um my heart goes out to him and his family and his brothers
4: yep Absolutely, I just want to give him a shout out. So, but, anyways,
3: but anyways. Let's, let's get into uh, your Rangers. We're talking about Sid the Kid. Yes, he could be out for the rest of this series. Could be out for the rest of the playoffs. They're saying nobody knows, well, and I don't they, think
4: they don't. They say it's an upper body injury, but they're not giving any details. No, they're not. You
3: know why? Is. Because an upper body injury is a significant injury. Because uh, anybody that knows when you play hockey, okay, yes, you are using your legs, but all your power comes from your waist up. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I know everybody says that, but you're using your arms, you're using your legs, you're using everything. And when you have an upper body problem, if you have a lat problem, you have a torso problem, a core problem, it could absolutely cause you to not be able to do the things that you do good. And and Sidney Crosby, he's a great player. He's a sensational player. But uh, I think this is a significant injury. I don't think you're going to see him the rest of this series. Uh, does that mean the Rangers are? They have the advantage in the series. I don't think one player is going to make a difference on this. Yeah, it's a game. huge.
4: It's a huge reason why the Rangers won that game. No, it's not. Crosby was shutting them down. They were Rangers. Sidney Crosby
3: one player. No. Mike is one player. As soon, soon as player. Crosby,
4: as soon as he came off the ice, that's when the Rangers started scoring. Let goals, me ask you a question.
3: So. Let me ask you a serious question: Is Sidney Crosby? Is Sidney Crosby a good defense player?
4: Is he a good defense? Is he a good defensive player? Mm. I would say not really. No. So
3: how so let me ask you this question. Even because if he was on the ice or not on the ice, it, why would it matter? Because he can control the puck. He can control the puck. So you think he controls the puck that long in the game especially How many Speedy go look at how long uh Sidney Crosby controls the puck in a game. I would bet you he plays maybe I would say 32 minutes in a game and he probably controls the puck 22 minutes
4: in a game. Uh, 23 I'm, I'm just saying, with him on the ice, he's just...
3: One player can't change anything. Yes, it does. Goaltending, yes, it, does. it does. Goaltending. The only position in hockey that the, I think could affect a team is goaltending. That's the, the only Rangers position. Were, the just like pitching in baseball. That,
4: they never would have won that game if Crosby was in that game for the rest of the game. never would have won
3: it. Honestly, how how would you know that?
4: Because I just know. I, I know how the Rangers are You, you just know? That. Is that that's your answer? Yep. You just know. Crosby was shutting him down. That Crosby, how
3: is he shutting him down when he's not a good defensive player? I don't understand
4: that. Because he he didn't have the play. He was he was he made the passes, he controlled the puck. He he was he just Sidney Crosby
3: Rangers. is not the reason why the Rangers are losing this series right
4: now. I'm it, not saying it's a reason. Yeah, the, the reason
3: why the Rangers aren't winning this series right uh, now is their defense. One and two, Shisturkin, as good as he is and how great is he was as a goalie in the regular season, he just hasn't been that type so of goalie Sisturkin, in the playoffs.
4: Sesterkin lit up, lit up some bad goals, yes. Horrible. But it's horrible. More, it's, but it, it's more the defense than anything else.
3: That's not true. The last line yes, of it def- is.
4: It's a defense. It's the defense. They can't win face-offs. They turn over the puck in their own zone. So I don't want to hear it about Sesterkin. I'm sorry. It's not him at all. How many goals
3: does Sesterkin give up in this series? Speedy, do you know how many Camp goals?
2: Blin. 16. Or no, um, 18.
3: 18 goals in how many games, okay. Speedy? Five. And, Five games, eighteen okay. goals. So, what's the goals against average but, with five games, eighteen goals?
2: What it, is it? it? Was four? It was four point two three going into the game four. I'm not sure what it was after that, or going into game five. So, it's probably dropped the the high threes, three point nine three. Yeah, but those like those
4: numbers are deceiving.
2: How is it deceiving? Please,
4: because the defense because the defense let up those goals also. So, it's not all just Sorry, it's not.
2: I think a lot of them in Game 4 were, but there were some in Game 3 that no, he definitely could have When you, when you
4: when you're turning over the Puck, and, and, and Fox made a huge mistake the other night. No, that was, was the so worst Shisterke. game of Fox's career. And, 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 then, and, then, he, and then he leaves Shostark in 2-on-1. 90% of the time, when you have 2-on-1, the team is scoring a goal. I'm sorry.
2: No, that's fair. Uh, Fox had his worst game in Game 4 that I've, I've ever seen him play. So it's not all Shisterkin. I didn't say it's it was all Shostark. I think most of the ones in Game 4, I agree with you. But Game 3, there were definitely a lot of them in when, the second when, when, period.
4: When when he's getting screened, and the Penguin guy just puts a stick in the air, and the puck hits and deflects it, he can't stop that.
2: But Don't there was also one off that. off of his back, and in there was the the well, one that that, went was, in, that one yes. that was in off the side of the net in Game Four that they re- overturned Listen, the first not, Penguin's I'm goal. Not, I'm
4: not saying I'm not saying that Shustarkin has been playing well, but he yes, he has let in some bad goals, but it's not all him.
2: But the problem is, you they have to trust him to play well because of the way this team. No, the is problem built. is the
4: defense plays too lax when they did. I'm
2: fans. not. I'm not denying that they haven't played physical enough either and against a team again the, thing, the Penguins that the aren't overly physical.
4: They did the same thing with Lundqvist. Well, they, listen, they first,
3: first of all, and, and don't compare Shisturkin to I'm Henrik not, Lundqvist Because he's not. He's not. The Rangers have had terrible defense in front of Henrik Lundqvist, and he took him all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. He has taken them all the way to Stanley Cup Finals. The way Shisturkin has played, I'm sorry. The way Shister, So what? So is Sorokin. Sorokin, his oh. goals against average in the playoffs last year was what? 1.63? Right. He had that one bad game against the Lightning, but played great beyond that. He completely shut down the Boston Bruins in that series. Oh, yeah. The hot Boston Bruins team that was going into the playoffs as a favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference. No one's okay.
4: the I'm not, the but offense. I'm so saying I'm he was just,
3: a rookie. He was a rookie. How many other I'm goaltenders we've seen that were rookies that got into the playoffs and didn't and, and didn't make that excuse that the defense was there? Look at this. Swayman. He's a rookie player right now for the Boston yeah, but, Bruins. But first of all,
4: first of all, the Owens have a better defense in the Rangers. Okay.
3: Hold on one second. Hold on one second. And I, I'm going to – I do believe they're the better all-around defensive team. No question. they have the better defensive players. Right now, this year – At the end of the season, the Rangers were ranked second in goals against
4: average in all of the league. Still saying the defense was too weak. I said it all. They're too
3: weak in the playoffs. They're not built. They they need bruisers. They don't have any bruisers. They don't have anybody defensively. My
4: point. But J.T. Miller, it might be
3: the snarking. biggest bruiser. Him and Trouba uh, are the the probably the bruisers of this defense. And J.T. Miller, let's be honest, he's a good player. He's he, he's fun to watch. He he still has a lot of learning to do. And Trouba yes, stinks. He's
4: playing
3: Truba he's stinks. Playing the best. Trouba stinks. No, I, oh, I Fox has been playing the best. Well,
4: uh,
3: Fox no, that's has that's been playing the say. best. He has three goals as a uh. goal, as a defenseman. Yeah. I mean. A, go- a defenseman has three goals in a series. That's pretty damn good. I would
2: say defensively, Miller and probably Braden Schneider have played well. Fox is yes. playing all right, but still has had more duds than usual for for somebody he's of his caliber. Lot, and everyone else has really struggled.
4: Fox has made a lot of the reason, anyway, why, was,
3: the reason why the Rangers are losing this series, and I don't care what you no, say, is just Sterkin. i i, I no,
4: I've, no, I've
3: watched, I've, you're, watched you're I've watched this series. I've watched this series. I've been watching this series. He's he's you're 100% wrong. Every game he gives up one or two bad goals. You're, you're 100% wrong. How? That, explain to me. I You're going to tell me, how many goals did we see bounce off of Sterkin's pad, his glove, go between his legs into the net? How many times have we seen this in this series? Three, Uh-oh. four times. I mean, uh, a you're a top-end goalie in the league. You're the number one goalie in the league. You're going to win the okay. he had a Trophy this year, and you're going to give up okay. bad goals like that as a rookie. That is, is an excuse. Well in front of him. That's an excuse. excuse. Yeah, you and it's Tyler. You and Tyler are funny. You you, you, go, watch you go
4: watching games again. I'm watching the games. I'm watching the well, games right now. Then you, then you need a pair of glasses. A
3: pair <laughs> of glasses. <laughs> I need yes. a pair of binoculars when I have to deal with you and Tyler. Seriously. Yeah, well, no.
4: First of all, first of all, Tyler's an idiot because he thinks Truber's a great player, which he's not at You father.
3: also think Shestarkin has no just like you doesn't no it doesn't believe he should be
4: blamed. Okay?
3: No, I no no, I'm
4: not but what I'm saying is it's not all his fault. That's what I'm saying.
3: I would say it's 60% his fault.
4: 60. I wouldn't go that high. He's go the 50, goalie. 50. I go 50-50. <laughs> He's the goalie, Mike. The defense is not playing well. They're not playing well.
3: Uh, Mike? Mike, do you remember who Dominic Kashuk is? Yes. Do you remember what he did when he played on Buffalo? Vaguely. Vaguely. I do. Okay. Dominic Kashuk played on the Buffalo Sabres. All right? At the time, they were a bruising team. Their defense was not good. They had a couple of decent players on the team. I mean, they had... Uh, Michael Pekka, they had they had different people on the team that played good offensive, defensive players, but they weren't an all-around good defensive team. They were like the Rangers, okay? Dominic Kashik, year in and year out, stood on his head to take his team to the Eastern Conference Championship. Take his team to this, take him. To that. Eddie Belfort, remember him?
4: Remember Eddie, Eddie? Belfort,
3: yep. Eddie mm-hmm. Belfort. Do you remember what he did with the Chicago Blackhawks? Do you remember that? Now, the only defenseman on that Chicago Blackhawks team that was half decent was Chris Jellios. Okay? Mm-hmm. That yep. defense, that year when they won the Stanley Cup, when Eddie Belfour won the Stanley Cup, that defense mm-hmm. was not great. Eddie Belfour saved them many, many times in, in series after okay. series and, after and series. And how
4: old was he at that time?
3: What do you mean? He was young when he won the Stanley right. Cup. He was young. Uh, how, many years, how,
4: many, how many years was he in the league? That was probably his first time in the playoffs. He was in the league for like two years. No, when he won the cup. Three years, two, three no, years? It was two years. It was early in his career. And he won
3: he won the cup like in his first two or three years. And he was he never went to the playoffs until that time. That was the first time he was in the playoffs. And he won a Stanley Cup. Okay? There's no
4: excuse. I'm not making an excuse. What I'm saying is it's not all his fault. That's what I'm saying.
2: Stuck says he shoots, he scores. Boston up three to one. Donovan Mitchell, headcase. Boston's no. up four to one. Yeah, uh, four to one now. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's a head case and a cancer. Carlson is Duncan Robinson, biggest contract for an undrafted player. Hashtag ban the beef. Uh, oh, sorry to hear this, Ben. Uh, ben had a death in the family as well. My uncle passed away from liver cancer. Uh, very sorry for your loss, Ben. What
3: I'm saying, and I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, okay. Speedy. Uh, what I and I, I'll say this again when you go to the playoffs the most important position position on each team is is one position and that's goaltending if you have a good We're goalie hot. if you have a good goalie you'll go you there, there's a very good chance you're going to win that series yeah but a very on, good on, you
4: chance you can have a hot goalie and still win too even though the goalie's not good he could be really hot okay so win. tell
3: me tell me a year where a goalie wasn't good and he got hot
4: Tell I have me to a go year. Back and look. All the top of my head, I can.
3: I'll tell you this right now. The last time I remember that happened was it with Anaheim. Uh, it, it was Anaheim that took. Oh,
2: Giguere. Yeah. Yes,
3: that yeah. was the only goaltender I could remember that got hot in the playoffs. He wasn't a great goalie; he was a decent goalie. And and never. Don't say Tuukka because he's a great playoff. Goalie. I would only have say Matt the...
2: Murray the last yeah, pay, first Penguins. Murray was, was one...
3: Murray was one of the. By the way, he did it back to back years. Yes, he did. And he was a rookie. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he's not even anywhere close to the player that should start Guinness. No. <laughs> yeah, but you,
4: okay? But you always said if you get a hot cold, dinner, you can go all the way.
2: Yeah, but those kinds of things are very random, though, too. It,
4: I understand that. Whether, what it, it happens.
2: Gagarin was one example, Murray was another, and the rest of them have at least been not necessarily all top goalies, but at least like above average, solid caliber goalies that have won Stanley Cups. It really hasn't been anyone that fluky like you're seeing now with, with Louis Louis Domingue. And then uh, even just recently, too, with all Jonathan the other Jonathan Quick, too, goals. Carl's right. Jonathan Quick, too.
3: Rookie goalie. He, he won a Stanley. He was like, what? That was his second year in the NHL, and he won a Stanley Cup? I, what, seed, yeah. what we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, Beef, is you cannot make this excuse for Shastarkin not, He, not, again, he has been bad in this series. And if if the Rangers were going to win this series, it doesn't matter how good and how veteran-like the Pittsburgh Penguins are— if you have a better goaltending, which they do, Shesterkin is way better than Jari. He's way better than of course, any of the goalies not,
4: that they have. No saying, Why no are they
3: this. winning this series by with a third-string goalie? The, Why
4: is that? The, 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 because the Rangers can't put the puck in the net, and they can't win face-offs. They, they're not forechecking. And, they, and they're, they're giving up three, three turning, to four on, goals a and, game. And they're turning And they're turning over the puck. I
3: understand that.
4: And that's, so why, you that all, that's so, why you have a goalie. That's why you have a goalie. Yeah, but it's not all Schuster. Did you ever – remember what, what Team
3: USA won and they beat the Soviet Union? Yes. Why did they win that championship?
4: Goaltending?
3: Jimmy Craig, okay? Jimmy yep. Craig was the reason why they won that, stand, that, that, okay. that gold medal. And that's why they beat the Soviet Union, okay? Nobody thought they had any chance. It was one of the greatest wins in, in sports history. Okay, when they mm-hmm. beat the Soviet Union, and, and 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 that's what I mean. If you have good goaltending, you can win. There's no excuse behind any of this.
4: I'm not making the excuse. Right, right, right now, all- right
3: now, you, you, you want to know why the, the the Boston Bruins fell behind in that series against Carolina? Goaltending. It was goaltending. They put uh their the older goalie in. Who's the older Olmark. goalie? Omark. Omar was horrible the first two games. They pulled him. They put Swayman in, who's the young kid, and they've been winning ever since. Swayman has won what three, three of, out of the last four, four games? Yep. Three out of the last four games, and he's he's won, he's one period away from or almost done with the third period. Right. He's one period away from taking this team taking this team and his team to a game seven. A rookie, a young kid, he's won three gold not being blown lead from that. And who, do you think Swayman's better than Shestarkin? No.
4: But everyone's trying to put all the blame on him, and it's not all him. That's what I'm saying. I,
3: I, I'm going to tell you this, and this is, this is coming oh. from a person that played hockey. When you have a star goaltender as good as Shestarkin, who's going to win a trophy this year as the best goalie in the NHL, there is no excuses. He is not a I'm playoff not goalie, and if, no loses, and if he loses, and if he loses, beef, beef, if he loses next year, what is the excuse then? If they, how, if they lose in this round, if they lose in this round, or they, they lose it, they lose in the playoffs right now, and he has not played well, and then next year comes along and he doesn't play well again. What is the excuse then? It's the defense fault. It's the goaltending. Uh, it's oh, the offense's we have, fault. We have to see.
4: We'll have no, to see. no,
3: no, no, beef. Because yes, Henrik, because yes, yes. Henrik Lundqvist in his career as a playoff goaltender is sensational. Bad defenses, bad offenses. He was always good. So don't sit here and tell me, not, well, it's because of no. the defense. It's because of the offense. It's not. It's well, because right, of right him. Now, yes,
4: it is. It's because Nothing of him. him. No, nope. disagree.
2: Snuck says, "Ranger fans blaming the refs." I love, like the you, B, I, I, no, I love you, people, but
4: I think you're absolutely wrong. I too, but I think you're absolutely wrong on this. I think you're off your cracker. Uh,
3: off my cracker. The reason why the Rangers, <laughs> the reason why the Rangers are losing this series right now, has nothing to do with Sidney Crosby. It has everything to do with their defense, which is whack, and their goaltending, which is even more whack.
4: May, 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 maybe you're drinking
3: something that's making uh, me I'm drinking anything. <laughs> no, no, he only drinks once a year, beef. <laughs> he knows
2: that. Unless you're sneaking him some liquor I, <laughs> that we don't know about, I wouldn't be
3: drinking it. That's
4: for sure. <laughs> well, he actually took a half a shot on my birthday.
2: Yes, I oh, he did.
3: <laughs> nice. I did. I took a little sip.
4: I, it wasn't a half a
3: shot. It was a sip. I had a little sip of it. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not the drinking. Uh,
4: no, you're not. We all know that. No. That, Stuck like says. The, but uh, that, 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 that hit on Crosby. Mm. That was a clean hit. I don't think that was a dirty hit. Trouba didn't mean to to hurt Crosby at all. Get out of whatsoever. here! Whatsoever.
3: Get out of Adults here! What are you nuts?
4: A hundred percent.
3: Did you watch
4: the video again? Yes, I saw it.
3: And you telling me that Trouba didn't try first to hurt Sidney Crosby? First,
4: first of all, Trouba Trouba's what like six six on skates. Yes. And Sidney okay, Crosby, Crosby. And Crosby's like how, how tall is Crosby? Five, five ten on skates. Five ten. Five eight. Five nine. Maybe five ten.
2: I don't know about that. He's so, fine, yeah, I, he's, he's up there. And,
4: and, and when, and when Trooper went for the hit, Cindy Crosby lowered his head. He he go got watch. his head
2: out of the way, so he ended up hitting his shoulder and neck area type
4: go, go thing. Go watch it again. So it, it was a clean hit. Dude, I and watched it on SportsCenter. It wasn't a clean hit. It was a clean hit.
3: Dude, it's not a clean hit. He it, purposely Trubor, tried Trubor Just a, like Carter, Carter tried, tried to injure Shesterkin. He did. He tried yeah. to do... They did the same thing... No, Trooper did not. the same Trouper thing is to Sidney Crosby.
4: That type of player to go out and hurt
3: are you he, kidding? He, you know, Come on, no, Ma, to Speedy, you know Trooper. I here,
2: here's. I think the Penguins' coaches are going too far with saying suspendable hits. They're
4: not. The, the NHL. Came it out. was. It was. They're it
2: was not. questionable though because it was an elbow though, Bev. You have to keep that in mind too. The well, because, there is because, a penalty because, for elbowing. No, because so because
4: Crosby lowered his head.
2: No, yeah, Crosby got his head out of the way, which makes it not a, a headshot. That would have made it a definitive like possibly no, major no player penalty no
4: no player is going for somebody's head
3: not no no
2: head. i don't think i don't think truba i don't think truba no was no player
3: will be going for a player's head what are you nuts no X they're not Cindy... go just... <laughs> listen if truba got kicked out of this series and he injured Cindy crosby for the rest of this series uh, they would be loving it right now. As a matter of fact, they're probably loving it. They're not upset well, they're not, if, well, Truba Truba a, not, if Truba got if Truba got suspended. Just suspended. I understand he's not. But what happens if he did? If he got accepted, do you think the Rangers would care that they lost Jacob Truba? Uh, Jacob, what, what, it's Jacob Truba, right? Yep. Jacob Truba yep. for for game number six. Do you think they would care after losing Sidney Crosby for the rest of the series? Come on, well, man. Who,
4: they, they would, they, who would they play? They would have to play somebody. They would have to, to call up Zach somebody. Jones, cool. probably. Zach, Zach Jones is somebody. The, the
3: only well,
2: problem with should,
1: that
4: is Dennis would get more all, ice time, and that would be another problem. He should be, he, should play, he should be playing anyway. Because they should, Nemitz yeah. Because Dennis is, Jacob is, is horrible. Trouba, horrible.
3: Dude, Jacob Trouba is horrible.
4: Okay, he he is, not, is
3: horrible. How many times have I said that to you?
4: I I, I,
3: I agree with you. I think he's horrible. Nine million dollars. He's one of and the, the worst. And defensemen the Rangers over, in the, the NHL. Rangers
4: overpaid him, and then you got idiot fans like Tyler who think Trooper's the greatest thing since spread.
3: Well, that's because he played well in Winnipeg,
4: and then when he came to the Rangers,
3: like a lot of players do. Just, they can't handle this is the pressure. His best season with the Rangers. Actually, he's actually. Yeah, he played better the in the
2: regular season. He's still not worth the yes. contract. <laughs> but no, 100%, he, him, his no. him being.
3: Suspended, I don't want to talk though, about the Rangers for the rest of the show. Okay. No, but, no,
4: but I just, I, I just wanted to make the, the, the Crosby hit. That's what I want to really talk about. But all right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was. I think it was a clean hit, and Trooper didn't mean it.
3: So. Disagree.
2: Snuck says, says, everyone knows the refs have screwed the Rangers, just like the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> Jeff going with emojis now. Hashtag Van the Peeve. Uh, Snug says, the one off his back was awesome. Hashtag time to make the coleslaw. Shesturkin hasn't played as well in the regular <laughs> you like season. That.
3: Don't you like that being time to make the coleslaw? No. You don't like that? That's funny. You, you have to say no. that's funny. You don't think that's
4: funny?
2: Shesturkin. No. Shesterkin hasn't played as well in the regular coming, season coming, it happens. Coming, coming
4: from a fat bastard He's a piece of shit no. <laughs> he, he wants you to make the cupcakes Come, Coming from a bully who likes to bully people And try to put people down Well I'm the wrong person to put down Meet me <laughs> on the streets and see what happens
2: Suck says don't, "Don't, Please tell me the beef is going you, to make Spade. Shesterkin I love you beef <laughs> Be, uh, Please yeah. tell me the beef is to going to is say Shesterkin me. Shesterkin is going to win three Stanley Cups in a row <laughs> The Rager fans are turning against each other. Uh, Jonathan won, Jonathan Quick won two cups almost by himself. Uh, Car- yeah, Carl said, yeah, Jonathan Quick. Uh, ben says, the Heat eliminate the 76ers officially. Snug says, LOL, that USA dude spoke at a sales meeting I was at. He was at the Salesman Hall of Fame or something. I wish we could get Miami Heat's reaction to the Miami Heat winning the first round. It's no. the second round. <laughs> Uh no. so also says hashtag the He's salt probably in jail <laughs> right now. <laughs> Who knows?
3: Miami Heat. He's probably in jail right
4: now as we speak. Oh
2: God. <laughs> Carl says so, what, what, what,
4: what do you think? What do you think about the Toronto Tampa series? It what won't be. Oh,
2: it, we're never going to trust Toronto to win until they actually win. But they're, they're up, up right now. now. They're so, up right now. Three might the greatest two. playoff reversal we ever thought would have happened actually happened? We'll see. Toronto's up three to two, and they're up Give, three are to are two you in the third. Yes. Are you surprised
4: they're up in the yeah, series? I am.
2: No, because I think the Lightning has
3: a lot of deficiencies. They lost a lot of player in the off players in the offseason. Uh, a lot of big time players that really were big players in those two Stanley Cup wins. Goudreau was very important to that face ball face up. Face off wins and penalty killing and all the things that he was good at. There were other players that they lost in the offseason too. They're not the same team they were last year. And nobody thought that they were. They they're very talented, a hundred percent very talented. But I think Tampa's very, I mean Toronto is very ta- talented too. They have a great offensive team, Marna and and um, uh, Tavares Andrew, and yep, Neilander yeah. and Matthews. I mean, they got a, a ton of weapons offensively. Uh, they're weak defensively, but their goaltending their goaltenders up for a Venzina trophy too this year. He was fantastic, too. And Campbell. So, they're, they're a good team. They're very well built. Do I think they're going to win a Stanley Cup? No. I'm very surprised they're going to beat the Lightning if they win this series. Uh, but the, the Lightning, I think their time of winning is done. I, I, I think they're talented. Vaz, Vazilovsky, Vazilovsky well, they, they is a sensational cup, goalie. Right, so. No, but Vasilovsky is a sensational goalie. He really is. But he is he has not looked as good as he has the last two years in this series. He's been bad in this series, and that's one. I, and I, I'm going to blame the reason why the Lightning are down in this series is not their defense, it's not their offense. It's the bad goals that Lazalowski has given up in this series. He's given up a lot of bad ones. This guy is arguably he's been the best goalie in the NHL for the last seven years. He's been the best. I think he's won what three Benzina trophies, and in, in the last seven years. And the fact that this guy has given up as bad of goals in, in these last couple of games and has put his team behind, yeah, he's the blame. Just like Shostarkin, in my eyes, is the reason why the Rangers aren't winning this series right now. So, it's goaltending.
4: With all the games that are going on, and who do you think is going to come out and win the Cup? Just by watching these teams play. Uh, I if know.
3: I were to choose right now, because I never did my my picks, um, I told I told Speedy this. If somehow the Bruins win this series against Carolina, and they could. I think the Bruins beat whoever they play from the Penguins and the Rangers. They're gonna be going to the Eastern Conference Championship. Do and you think it could be Colorado. Um could I'm sorry? No, it I'm talking about Colorado. the Eastern I'm just I'm just talking oh, about the Eastern Conference. Um and, and I know the Panthers are they, they won the president trophy this year. I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are. I right. think their defense is uh eh, they're not built for the players. They're not very deep
2: comparatively no. to what they should be.
3: I think that if Toronto wins this series and they play the Capitals, the Capitals sneak past Toronto and it's gonna be the Ooh. Capitals and the
2: Bruins, wow. I think the Bruins all wild card.
3: <laughs> I think the Bruins go to the Stanley Cup finals and I think they play the wow. Avalanche.
2: That would be shades of 2010, all wild cards when the uh, the, the Canadians now play if, against the Flyers. Now if eight, Carolina, if,
3: I think whoever wins the Carolina Bruins series wins the whole thing in the East. Mm. It comes out of the East. That's what I think. Because I, I don't I don't trust Tampa. I don't trust Toronto. I definitely don't trust the Panthers. Uh, the Capitals have done it before, and they, they can get hot. Uh, Peter Laviolette is a very good coach. Uh, they're very well defensively coached. Uh, I just don't think they're getting enough offense and and if they're going to depend on their good their their best player in Ovechkin to do everything like we've seen year in and year out it just doesn't work in the playoffs. Right. And so their no, defense Colorado hasn't been as good time. either. Do
4: you think with Colorado with all this time off is going to hurt them?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think it'll hurt them, but they'll they'll beat they'll beat whoever comes out of St uh, St. Louis and Minnesota. I, I I think they're the better team. Uh they're the best team in the I would love to see Colorado and Calgary. I think that'll be a fun series, two very fast teams. Uh, lightning talent on both sides of the puck. Uh, both teams have good goaltending. It would be fun to watch.
2: I think whoever comes out of that area. I, I don't trust anyone below the the uh, the Central Division. If Colorado wins against Minnesota or St. Louis, they'll end up beating the Pacific winner. But I do think Minnesota is very deep too, and going to make a tough matchup if they can come back against the Blues. And the Blues do have the good goaltending to make that kind of thing work, where they could steal shots from the Avalanche, who have kind of iffy goaltending. So. I think.
3: I think it's the if I were to choose right now. Now, who's gonna come out of the East? It's either the Bruins and Carolina. And in the West, it's either Calgary or um the Avalanche. That's who I think is gonna come. I think those are the four best teams uh going into these series. And I I, I think listen, I, I'll say this. I told this to Jeff. I told him the Bruins were gonna to win tonight. I told him, Jeff, you heard me? I told you the Bruins are gonna to win tonight.
2: Well, they were home. They had a win. No, he thought they were going to lose. <laughs> every to every home team has won so far. But
3: uh, it'll be interesting what they do. They need to win that game against Carolina. If they can go to Carolina and beat them in Carolina, I think I think the Bruins are built well, very well
4: to win from, win the, the Stanley Cup. All on Carolina right now. They're all mm-hmm. on in Carolina. Yeah, game seven. All in Carolina.
2: Carl says the Lightning missed their third shift from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sucks, says, I miss Miami Heat and Kenny. Uh, beef skating has to be laughable. Uh, Errol, you might be the judge well, of that. Skate. No, he, he can skate. Can't he can't stop. He can skate he can but skate. not stop. All right, there's your answer to that, Carl. Uh, he also says TJ Oshi. He's um, not a bad
3: skater. He just can't stop. So, and you're, then, it's actually pretty funny.
2: Yes, but, and yes, Carl, yes. The Canucks were the last Canadian team to make an appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals. The last team to win was Montreal back in 93.
3: So there you go. Beef, man, thank you for calling, bud. Right. You got it, man. I'll talk Love you, again, man. Soon. Thank
4: you. Later, bro.
3: The Beeve, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. Uh, his takes are a little crazy when it comes to goaltending. I mean, Speedy. am I right or wrong?
2: Shostarkin has been out of, average in this series. If, and if you were to
3: pick the one thing, if you would to pick the one thing, and blame one thing on why the Rangers have lost this series. What uh, would it be? Offensive
2: game planning for me, just because I think they take Deming for you granted a lot of the time. You don't think it's goaltending? I think that's not the main main thing. I think they're not getting high quality chances against a third string goalie. They're trying to just take them for granted and shoot kind of impulsively a lot of the time, which is very unlike the Rangers. And I think that's been the biggest thing that's hurting him That's the biggest thing why the top line really hasn't gotten it going. They're not really showing their skills of what they could be. I know the Penguins have Crosby and Gensel, but still that's a uh, Rangers have all this talent and they're not showing it. I think the, I don't know if it's individuals or Gallant, but that looks very flawed. Uh, Carl also says, hashtag Ben the beaver, nothing fantastic there. And we have Jeff on the phone.
3: Jeff, what's going on, man? Why do you pay attention to him?
0: <laughs> why do you? Why do you why Jeff, you've you
2: got anything? emojis tonight. That's a new one for you.
0: Yeah, Oh, yeah, there's a beaver emoji.
2: <laughs> I know, I noticed. It's pretty funny. Yeah.
0: I mean, but why do you pay – like, he, he, when was the last time he had a good take? When was the last time he made sense? He, all, With, uh, whenever
2: Super Bowl doing... bets Errol said that he was winning and won, like, $30,000. He did. He won 50 which, which was
0: on squares. So he put money down on random numbers and happened to win. It was, that's all luck. That's all, he, back, he backdoored himself into a couple of bucks. That's what <laughs> happened. But this kid thinking he knows hockey now is, is outrageous. Outrageous. He is completely blind. Like, the Rangers stink. Can we just be honest? The Rangers stink. And Speedy just did it too. He's a Rangers fan. He goes, oh, just because they got Crosby and Gensler. Yeah, you forgot about Latang. You forgot about Malkin. You forgot about a lot of guys on that team. Mm-hmm. You think If you think the Rangers have more talent than the Pittsburgh Penguins, you are
2: high. The top the top line, okay, that's fine. If you want to say the top line is better for the Penguins, that doesn't excuse the Rangers from trying to make high-quality shots and have a good game plan. They're shooting right, the, impulsively. Right, the, problem,
0: the problem is, here's the other thing you're ignoring. The and not that the Rangers aren't good on the bottom six, but they're not as good as the Penguins on the bottom six. The Penguins have a deeper team, like a deeper team.
2: I think, the, I think the Penguins' fourth line is solid. I, I, I just don't know if the depth is there. It's really the two and three lines that are were big question marks. And the, the kid line, the young line for the Rangers. The,
0: and how many lines deep is the Rangers? They should be two. three.
2: They should be three. The problem not, is the second right? so line hasn't eight. played well at all. Right. No, right. the young so line, the kid line. That's has been, been playing well, very well, well yes.
0: yes. Right, but So there you go. You're going, oh, well, they should be three. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins are four lines deep, and you're a three-line team with one of them playing like doggy doo-doo. So that's why you're where you are.
2: Yeah, they haven't performed That's... well, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're shooting impulsively. They're not. They're they're taking a third string goalie for granted. And Louis Deming, yeah, I, yeah, he's nothing special, but that doesn't mean that he can't step up at any moment. He's playing with like no pressure Should on him. He in the Should yeah. he be out Should he be outplaying Shishirkin? No, okay, <laughs> not by any he's, means possible. But he is. He's
0: nothing special, but yet he's body bagging the blue shirts. Right, just absolutely body. Bagging. And you want to know why he's doing that? because the Rangers aren't getting a lot of high-quality shots, and do you know mm-hmm. why that's happening? Right. Because the Penguins' defense is playing terrific. They, they have.
2: They've blocked a lot of shots. I'm just saying the Rangers, when they have gotten better looks or even, like, odd man rushes, they're either shooting from bad angles, they're shooting way too early, like, so, so far back on the blue line. They're not oh, getting that angles.
0: The... See, what you're saying is they make poor
3: decisions. Right.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a game plan thing right. or the individual so, thing. That's what I... So, that was what I was said. I the uh, number one thing I blame. By the
3: way, Toronto's going up too many... The, the the lightning are going oh, no, a high stick. Yeah, so
2: I have a three-two lead, and Edmund's, then you get
3: a two.
0: headman's six-six, mm-hmm. and so you got this pair of clown shoes complaining that that's not a high stick. What is your stick doing high enough to clip someone who's six-six? <laughs> what an idiot!
3: <laughs> who's calling in? Who's calling in? Speedy, put it, put them through, put them both through. Uh, Anyways, do
2: you know now, how to put them through?
3: I think Your both telephone on. number has been pre-selected.
2: All right, so you can hang up the phone. All right, Jeff, call back. We Jeff lost call back. Jeff. We lost Jeff. Jeff, call back. Yeah.
3: There's yeah. Jeff. Jeff, what's going on? I'm sorry, man. No, that's all right.
0: Yeah, no, Bruins. They're a whole different team than the Rangers. Look at the fight the Bruins are showing. Look at how tough they are.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: No, uh, that's another. Oh, and I'll give Speedy the reason that I gave you earlier, Errol, too, as to why the Pittsburgh Penguins are just dominating the Rangers. Mm. Pittsburgh has championship players on it. Championship. Who are the Rangers? There's no leadership on the team. Who are they looking to for leadership?
2: No, we, we said that coming into the series, that the Penguins' top-line leadership, Errol was saying, had the most periods combined played of yes, anybody. 400. Yeah, of any team in the playoffs right now in terms of their playoff history between Malkin, Crosby, and Latang, mm-hmm. Those top three. I think the Kings were second. And then... Uh, they we knew that they had the advantage up the top. It was the second and third lines that I thought the Rangers were going to carry away with. And the third line's playing fantastic. The second line is playing god awful, and that has been a been a problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Pittsburgh's the better team, honestly.
3: I, I think, think I think the Rangers. I, I think the Rangers have the more upfront talent. You know, like like listen. Crosby no, Malkin, Crosby, no, yeah, Crosby, um, Letang, and Malkin are fantastic players. But I think uh, they have three really great players. And then if you look at the Rangers, I would say the Rangers have five really great players. So I would say the Rangers have more upfront talent. I think the back end, I think it's Pittsburgh. And by the way, Tampa just scored, so it's it's tied three to three. So there you go. This is probably going to leave it
2: to the Leafs to get a uh, five on three deficit against them in the third when they're trying to close out a game.
0: That's right. That's right. And, you know, you should live here. Living, living here is so great because it, it, the t-shirts are terrific. Who just scored that goal goal?
3: Um. It was, uh, you, you know, Kucherov, who was? Kucherov, right? Yep. Do you know the t-shirts they sell here that says,
0: I love Kooch"? Mm-hmm. Yep. What a great t shirt
3: that is. <laughs> I love Cooch. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe
2: mean, that's what Miami Heat's up to. <laughs>
3: Speedy doesn't understand what they're trying to say, anyways. So he, when when it says "I love Cooch, he really thinks he he's, they're talking about Kucherov. But it's, not, it's no, I that. thought it was something weed
2: related or something. Like that. No, it's not that. That's why I made the weed Miami related. No, yeah, I thought I oh that's yeah, Kush. That I think I think that's Kush. Yeah, Cooch. I, I, I mixed yeah. No, yeah. I mixed it up in my head. That's why I made yeah. the joke. what a great, great place, Tampa. You
0: got to see the t-shirts running around here. It's
2: unbelievable.
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, but Boston. Look at the fight. There's no fight in the Rangers. They no, mean, there isn't. They, 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 you know, they had one good stretch there where they had three great minutes. I'm not going to take away. The th- they scored the three goals. I I don't know, 252 or, or whatever it was. They right. scored those three goals last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They played three great minutes,
3: and those are the only three great minutes they've played the entire series. I would say that, yeah. And, and that's that's the problem right now because I think – when you look at the Rangers and where the la- the Rangers are positioned uh, going into the next game, tomorrow, Game 6, if you're a Ranger fan, I would worry. I would worry. But if the Rangers could get out of that game and go back to Pittsburgh... I think the Rangers will have the advantage going back to Pittsburgh. Not well, because, because
0: Pittsburgh then would be what that would be shaken
3: by the whole absolutely, thing. Maybe absolutely. Right, absolutely. Right. And I think the Rangers with, with the young players and really they have nothing to lose. I think the Penguins are going to have everything to lose if they if they lose game 6 because again, Cindy Crosby's probably not playing for the rest of this series uh, and he might not play in the next series either. Upper right. body Upper body, uh, you know, injuries. Usually, if they're not coming out with it, it could be a significant injury, and they don't want anybody to know what it is. So, it, it could be an oblique. It could be something like that. No,
0: it, he, no, it's a concussion, dude. That dude has a history concussion. Well, they're
3: saying it's a uh, no. They're saying it's a, what did they say it was? they an upper lying body injury. It's all authority oh.
0: now. Right, they're lying to you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's oh, what they're yeah, doing that, the, the, they're lying.
2: Yeah, the, the Mike Sullivan is not giving a specific diagnosis because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want Crosby to be targeted there if he does play.
1: Right.
0: That dude's melon is made out of wet Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's,
5: that's,
0: that's what it is. He got, he got his Kleenex. bell rung. He got his bell rung. And now he's got another concussion. And they're trying to not say concussion because if they did, he'd be in concussion protocol. And because it's like, I don't know, his 30th one, He'd have to sit for a so,
3: while. So what did you think about the draft lottery on Tuesday, Jeff? Obviously, No one cares. I know you say nobody cares. And, and, and this year, there's not a lot of depth in this draft. I, and you'll, you'll be able to find great players in each round. But in the first round, they say it's really a six- You know, six top players in the first round that people are talking about. And then the rest, it's a hit or miss. Montreal went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. It's the fluke of all time. It doesn't matter. They went all the way. (laughs) And now they have the number one pick in the draft. And again, I'm not surprised that the Devils are again in the top five. I think this this is their third or fourth top five pick in the last seven, eight years. They've become the Jets of hockey.
2: Well, yeah, but there's a lottery. There's It's a different – the Devils the Devils were, the I think, the fourth highest odds when they got the Jack Hughes draft. And, honestly, and they weren't the number one with Fisher either. Honestly, it's
3: the Cleveland Browns. It's not the Jets. I mean, the Cleveland Browns had – how many times were they a top three draft well, pick? Right, know, but row? it's
0: the Jets because the Devils never really get number one, but they're always in the top five.
2: Right, but they I don't think in the Jack Hughes draft they were the number one projected, and the Heischer draft, I'm pretty sure they weren't either. So I think from that standpoint, getting it twice is definitely an interesting pattern to judge, and then getting it again this year as well, when they— yeah, there are other teams that have similar odds, but still, like Arizona hasn't gotten it in a while, and mm-hmm. Seattle's their new team. Arizona I was thinking they were going to it. Arizona's got a third, and Mikey C believes that
3: Arizona will have the number one pick next year. The NHL will give them the number one pick. Because of the, obviously, the stadium situation and, and talking about maybe moving them. And then I'm hearing that Austin Matthews, who will become a free agent, an unrestricted free agent next year, could be on his way back home to Arizona. And 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 this kid, uh, who's the kid I was talking about, Speedy? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Connor Bedard, yeah. Bedard, who everybody says is the next Sidney Crosby. Dude, he's, unreal. Yeah. he's unreal. He's unreal. They're saying he's the next Sidney Crosby. So uh, to put him over there in Arizona, if they could put him and Matthews over there in Arizona... Uh, I mean that could that could
2: keep them there, right? And but Arizona's also got instances where they were projected to be a top three, and they've gotten screwed. So it's kind of like an OIOU type thing. In the in Mikey
3: C believes they're gonna they're gonna win the draft, and if if he's right, I'm gonna say that the the draft is all. That's, that's wrong. not
0: even the real lottery. That's not even the real. The real lottery is down to like the Red Wings, the Jets, and uh, one other team. On which team's gonna get Barry Trotz, <laughs> the greatest coach in the NHL? By the way. So I've it's oh, that So many. I've been told that so. So many it's times. Red
2: Wings. Who's interested in Barry Trotz? Red Wings, the, the
0: Jets, the Jets, the Red Wings, and uh, shit. Somebody else. I forget.
2: <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if uh, actually they're out now. I wonder if Nashville will fire with their coach and try to get him back because <laughs> John. No. I don't think is a great coach either.
0: But that, But that he. But Barry Trotz is the greatest coach in the NHL,
3: hands down. Well, he's one of them. One of the top three. He's have, a bum. <laughs> All right, so the I'll, I'll read off uh, the draft order that will be happening uh, over the ov- over the offseason for the NHL draft. Uh, Montreal gets number one, the Devils get two, Arizona gets three, Seattle gets four, Philadelphia gets five, Columbus. Uh, obviously the Chicago pick gets six. Um, Ottawa gets seven, Detroit gets eight, Buffalo gets nine. Anaheim gets 10, San Jose gets 11, Columbus gets number 12. That's two in the first 12 picks by Columbus. Uh, The Islanders get 13, Winnipeg gets 14, Vancouver gets 15. And thank you to the Vegas Knights, (laughs) Buffalo gets number 16. I think Vegas
2: would have got the pick, too, if it was like top 10, too. Yeah.
3: Well, there you go. That's the draft order of uh, this year's lottery draft. Think about all
2: of those teams you named. Mm -hmm. Think
0: about how bad the NHL actually is, right? Like, it's really great at the top. But all of those teams you named, I literally was just thinking to myself, how awful they were, and how did they not get the number one pick?
2: Well, right. here's the thing: like, how
0: did Buffalo? Buffalo was terrible. how did they not get the number one pick? That's Seattle true. was miserable. How'd how they did they not get, get the 16th? I thought they
2: were going to ring it for Seattle, too. So.
0: Right, like Buffalo got the ninth even, pick. <laughs> but it's not even that. It's like, you can name like the, those top ten teams and go, "Wow, they were miserable." How did well, they Buffalo also have
2: one gotten the number one picks twice and uh, number number two with Eichel, and then yeah, look where they are.
3: I mean there are a couple of good teams in, in I mean the Islanders are a are, are, are a really good team. They're they're getting number 13. I mean Columbus they're pre- I mean they weren't good this year, but they weren't bad. I mean Columbus wasn't that bad this year. I mean uh, they were up and down all season. Yeah, long. they were
2: competitive for a little while, and then they just. I, had I mean, a lot Ottawa of has a
3: lot of talent. Ottawa's, yeah, Ottawa's
2: got good young talent. They're,
3: they're going to be really,
2: really, really good. And they've got Mike. a nice goalie prospect,
3: too. Me and Mike were talking about Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa is maybe a year or two years away from being one of the more young, talented teams in the NHL. So,
0: The best young prospect in hockey is a kid named Fabian Lysel.
3: Mm-hmm. The
0: best prospect in hockey. He is terrific. Just lightning in a bottle, Fabian Lysel.
3: Oh yeah, who's he play for? Boston. I figured.
2: Process <laughs> Kucherov. And Get and, her.
0: and they got another kid that just uh, that it. that they got from He's Michigan, a too, John work. Beecher.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that name I recognize. Was he uh he was a first round pick or? I, I yeah, recognize first that round, name.
0: He was I, a first-round pick two years ago.
2: Okay, yeah. I, he was. I think he was either a award winner, too, or a finalist as well. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting yeah. for him to say Boston. Lighting it up
0: right now. Lighting it up in the WHL playoffs right now. Lighting <laughs> it up. Carl says, he just, he just scored the game-winning goal. They just beat the Vancouver Giants uh, in, in a game These seven. names are
3: horrible, by the way. The Vancouver Giants. Boss
2: beats Vancouver again.
3: Who names their team the Vancouver Giants?
2: Cities that aren't creative. Carl says, Speedy smokes the purple cooch with his dog. Stuck says, I solely want to see Speedy's dog it's do cooch. bong rip.
5: It's cooch. Yes, Carl cooch. corrected
2: himself. Uh, I wonder what the main munchies are in Speedy's house when they're all stoned. NHL is fixed. A lot of conspiracy. Do you know what
3: a cooch is, Speedy?
2: I'm not going there right now. We have a oh. guest. We have a guest. We have a guest coming up. Suck says, I can't believe Trotz is available being the goat that he is. Carl says, Joel Quenville was amazing, but apparently turned his eye oh, di- blind eye. And Suck says, he plays for God's hockey team.
3: Uh, Jeff, call up a little bit later. We got to get a guest on. No, I'm going drinking. Oh man, enjoy your drinking Enjoy, then, man. Enjoy. Yeah, oh I'm gonna
0: victory drinks. Man. When you put Carolina, <laughs> what, did in the I,
3: what did I tell you that the Boston Bruins were gonna win? I did.
0: I yeah. wasn't I wasn't so sure. I didn't say they wouldn't, I just said I wasn't so sure. And, here, they they here's my, and
3: here's my prediction. Whoever wins this series goes all the way to the Eastern Conference and wins the Eastern Conference.
0: First of all, I believe that all the pressure is now on Carolina. Yes. Yes. They had yeah, a big is. lead in this series, Boston. Listen, in the last in the last uh, you know four games or whatever, uh, Boston's three and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right. Swayman, Swayman. Yep, a that, goaltender that actually can that,
3: stop the puck.
0: <laughs> everybody loves Swayman better than Shisterkin.
3: Better <laughs> Right than now, Shisterkin. right now, I would say he's right. <laughs> it's, not,
0: it's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. The two out of the three losses that Boston has in this series. Linus Olmark was in net, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Swayman right now is three and one. Yes, he is. Yes. He what, is. What's Shostakin's record?
2: <laughs> one and uh, oh no, two, two and, uh, two, and yeah, two and three, two and, and three, three. And then he four. got and they got pulled in two games. There you go. <laughs> so who's doing better, Swayman? And
0: anyway. I got a TV show idea. It's called Everybody Loves Swayman.
3: <laughs> uh. Jeff, thank you for calling, bud. Cheers. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff <this> is crazy. <laughs> Everybody loves waivers. He's nuts. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to put on waivers NFL draft and Raiders analyst Ryan Holmes here on the Sports Loud House. You're, you're, you're
0: listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths.
3: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the Sports Loud Mouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co host, Speedy PD. 631 672 3108 is the number. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS. WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Two callers. The Beef who wants to... uh Stick up for those Rangers. Uh, I don't know why, but, uh, you know, that's what Ranger fans do. Like to hide the blind eye or hide the blind something. I don't know what they're blinding. Uh, but, you know, you should, you should find out what a cooch is. I think it would be good for you, Speedy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and thank you to Jeff with uh, Everybody Loves Swayman. But I, I want to introduce our very special guest. We're very happy to have him on. We are now talking to Put On Waivers NFL Draft and Raiders analyst Ryan Holmes. What's going on, Ryan?
1: How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on.
3: Absolutely, we're really excited to get you on. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with the NFL. Uh, the uh, the real story with the NFL uh, today is the NFL schedules came out, so that'll be interesting. We'll talk about the Raiders, but before we do that, uh, how did you get into being a, an analyst and and how did you get into writing for the Raiders?
1: I've always been a huge NFL draft fan. Growing up, you know, I always watched. You know, back when it was Saturday and Sunday, the old format. You know. I, Looked up the Mel Kiper, who was doing the draft back then in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, just just been a huge fan. I used to have a website when I was in college in the 90s doing mock drafts. Uh, did some film breakdown uh, at Arizona State when Andrew Walter was there when I was in my early 20s. And just, just kind of always loved football. And when I became a season ticket holder with the Raiders back in 2018, uh, they gave us NFL Game Pass as part of being a season ticket holder. So I would go home after the game and break down the film. And it's something I've been doing now for probably the last four seasons. As everybody
3: knows, we're talking to put on waivers, NFL draft, and Raiders analyst Ryan Holmes. Why don't we get into the NFL draft? Uh, We've talked to so many specialists, uh, so many draft experts after the draft. Uh, Who do you think stood out the most in this year's draft out of all the teams? And what team really stood out the worst out of
1: all these teams? Yeah, I like what the Ravens and Jets did off the top of my head. Just, Just looking at the players they've brought in, how they fit their scheme, uh, the value where they got them in the draft. Clearly, you know, the Jets having two top 10 picks really helped. Um, but getting that corner and Sauce Gardner and then also Garrett Wilson as the wide receiver to help out the young quarterback, Zach Wilson. Um, get the running back and Brees Hall in the second round, trade back up, get another first-round pick, get the edge rusher and Jermaine Johnson. I really liked uh the tight end record at Ohio State in the third round. I think that's a good value. He's gonna come in uh, and give them a lot of snaps and two tight end sets, and then in the developmental tackle and Max Mitchell. So I like what the Jets did early in the draft. Clearly having three number one picks is going to help you there. Uh, the Ravens are always good at just finding value, and guys always seem to fall to them, and they end up taking the right guys normally. And, uh, in this case, Kyle Hamilton fell to him, the Notre Dame safety. Uh, they got the center out of Iowa and Tyler Lindenbaum. Uh, David Ojabu was a first-round pick had he not got hurt, uh, able to get him in the second. You know, Travis Jones was a guy who made a lot of noise at the senior bowl. They were able to grab him. Uh, They got the big tackle, I I hope I say his name right, Daniel Falele
5: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, out of Minnesota who kind of fits their scheme, power run blocker. You know they're going to want to run the ball with Lamar Jackson, turn around and hand it off as well. And then I like the tight end they got later on the fifth round as well, Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. So I really like what those two teams did. To answer your question, the team... Uh, the I didn't I don't know what the Patriots are doing I don't know if you guys are Patriots fans. Just kind of <laughs> a lot of guys afar. are on our
3: uh, on lot, our network fans
1: <laughs> a lot of reaches yes. uh, Cole Strange in the first round you know the wide receiver Thornton out of Baylor in the second round um, I, I do like Marcus Jones uh, he gives you some versatility in the defensive backfield he can play in the slot he can play outside he has some kick return ability and then Jack Jones uh, out here on the west coast where I had a lot of problems a USC before he ended up at, at Arizona State. He wasn't that great of a player anyways. Uh, to be able to pick him up in the fourth round, I don't, I don't see a ton of value there. And, and plus there's a lot of off-the-field questions with him. Um, and another team is the Bears. I, I don't know what the Bears are doing. You have Justin Fields. You think they build around the young quarterback. They, they lose Allen Robinson. They don't go out and get him anything. Uh, they go out and pick up a corner in Kyler Gordon. Uh, they pick up a safety. They give him a, a wide receiver prospect out of Tennessee and, and Jones who's not. A big time outside guy, and it's like the new staff is setting up Fields to fail, and they're going to get they're going to move on after this year. He has no talent around him. Uh, the offensive line they didn't really mm-hmm. do a lot there. They still have the two young tackles and Jenkins and Broom, who they picked up last year. But um, how is Justin Fields supposed to succeed uh, in that offense with that roster? I just don't see a way that he can.
2: <laughs> they, they could trust their ten tight ends to maybe do something. <laughs> So, yeah. is there any teams that either didn't have a first round pick or drafted very late that you thought did very well? Who would that be, and
1: why? I'm, I don't. They didn't pick late, but I like what the Seahawks did. Um, mm. I'd like to just touch on them. You know, I, I like the players they picked up. They needed a quarterback, obviously, having moved on from Russell Wilson. And picking at nine, that they didn't feel comfortable there. But if you just look at the players they've added to their roster, they were able to get that the tackle out of Texas A&M. I like Boy Mafe, the defensive end, the edge rusher out of Minnesota. Then they go out and get the running back, Kenneth Walker, out of Michigan State. Uh, they pick up Andrew Lucas, who's a very good tackle prospect in the third round, a local guy out of Washington State. And then they had two corners that fit their scheme in Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen in the fifth round. Um, so I, I like – all of those picks, they bring a ton of value, and they put themselves in a position where obviously Drew Locke's not the answer. If they go out and win three or four games and put themselves in a spot next year to go out and get one of these two or three quarterbacks they are going to go at the top of the draft, they're building the roster around him a year ahead of time. So they're not going to compete in that division, but I do like what the Seahawks did moving forward.
3: We are talking to Put On Waivers NFL Draft and Raiders analyst Ryan Holmes. Well, the Cowboys have been getting shot at, and I mean shot at, uh, maybe uh, buried. Jerry Jones was uh, showing his uh, report card uh, after the assets were drafted, and uh, nobody knows, including his son, knows why Jerry Jones did that and and showing what they were doing, what they're drafting, and how their table fell. But uh, what were your thoughts with Tyler Smith going to the Cowboys? Did you think the Cowboys failed as much as everybody else is saying that they did?
1: Yeah, I like Tyler Smith, probably late second round. I thought he was a reach where they took him uh, the back end of the first. I think they picked 24th. Clearly, they were addressing a need over value at that point. They, they probably could have traded down um clearly they needed a partner to move down to the mid-second to get him but they probably thought that he wasn't going to be there in the second round i don't think it's a reach there but i do like the fact they're trying to build around dak prescott they have to protect dak prescott to use the weapons outside get Zeke Elliott going they gave 40 million dollars to the quarterback so you got to put some assets around him i just don't like the value where they Mm -hmm. took him and the draft's all about value understanding where you have to take guys and how to move around get them in the right spots
2: So a lot of the big-name receivers were getting rumored to get traded. A.J. Brown did get traded in the draft, but a couple of the others, Deebo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, did not. So what were your reactions to one of the A.J. Brown trade? And also, do you think any other receivers could get traded now after the draft?
1: Well, the A.J. Brown trade is a great move for the Eagles. They went out and paid him. I don't know what Tennessee's doing. Um, You have a team that was the number one seed in the AFC. You have Tannehill, who's okay. He's holding on there. You have Derrick Henry. But that offense is built around play action and getting the ball to those physical receivers on the outside. And they don't want to pay A.J. Brown, who's one of the probably top ten receivers in the league. And now he goes over to the Eagles. He's going to be a great complement next to Devontae Smith. And they're going to give Jalen Hurts everything they can to prove he's the guy. I don't know if he is. My guess is he's not. Um, But he has a running game. He has weapons on the outside. They have the tight end. Now, what what do the commanders do with Terry McLaurin? You know, they have Carson Wentz who they, they traded for, so they have to keep some assets around him. I would expect them to hold on to him. He's a big play receiver. But you're starting to see the value of these contracts get up in the $25, $28 million range, and these teams just don't want to pay that. You can go out and get a rookie wide receiver in the first or second round, get a four- or five-year deal at a much more manageable cost. So that the cost acquisition is much cheaper than going out and just loading up your salary cap with these receivers. But once you have these receivers – in your system, and your team that's on the rise, you have to hold on to them. Um, so I would expect McLaurin to stay with the commanders. They need to win. Ron, Ron Rivera's job is going to be on the line here pretty quickly. Um, so we'll see. I don't think any other wide receivers are going to move this year. It'll be interesting going into next offseason, how these teams finish up, who, who's going to be on a fifth-year option, who's going to want to get paid, what happens to Debo Samuel. Um, does Debo Samuel, do they run him into the ground as a running back again this year? Because he doesn't want to do that. Running backs don't get paid. He wants to catch the ball and make $25 million a year.
3: Ryan, you look at the Giants, and everybody loves what the Giants did in the first round. They added uh, Kevon Thibodeau. He's a great pass rusher. Some people th- think that he could be the best pass rusher in this draft class. Most people don't, but some people do. And then they they added a, they added Evan Neal, uh, who everybody thought was the best offensive tackle uh, going into this draft. After that, I think the Giants did very bad. I think they failed to get the players and land the players that they needed. Uh they traded with the Jets. They helped the Jets out to get Brees Hall. It makes no sense why they would do that. Robertson in the in the second round, a lot of people don't understand why they went for a wide receiver that they dra- practically the same wide receiver they drafted last year, uh Mr. Human Joystick over there that they're trying to move now. I mean, did you like anything else that the Giants did besides uh, what they did in the first round?
1: No, just you looking at the names, like you said, uh, Wandale Robinson in the second round, that's a reach at 43. There was other receivers on the board. At that point, I, I don't know if I would have gone receiver. Like you said, they had Gaderius Tony. Uh, you still have Kenny Galladay. Um, you still have some other options there that you can get the ball to. It wasn't a need. Uh, and then after that, they took the guard out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They took a corner of LSU. The corner of LSU might turn out to be a player. Um, Cordell Float, he's got athletic ability. It's just, uh, it's just can he be consistent? Uh, Is he going to hold up in man coverage uh, consistently? Can he press on the outside? Um, But after that, you know, a tight end out of San Diego state that took a safety out of Iowa. I I don't know what they were doing there. It's the new regime there with Joe Shane uh, coming over with Brian Dable. This is a make or break here for Daniel Jones. Um, They clearly needed to build around him. I would have liked to see them get a little bit more depth on the offensive line. I know they took Evan Neal, but you can never have enough offensive linemen. And, And to your point, Thibodeau might be the best pass rusher out of this group if you just turn him loose on third down. Problem is he's going to have to stop the run on first and second down.
2: So what about your team, the Raiders? Didn't have a first-round pick, but the value picks that they had, what did you think of their value, including our guy, Neil Farrell, that we hit on the show a couple months ago? Nice guy.
1: Yeah, clearly the going into this, you know, when John Gruden was around, um, they took Tanner Muse out of Clemson in the third round. They called him a special teams war daddy. They took Lynn Bowden Jr. out of Kentucky. They called him a joker. So they they were looking for gadget guys in the third round this year. Josh McDaniels in the new, new regime. Um, it was basically like enforce the trenches. They went out and got. It's not a sexy draft. They took two running backs, two offensive linemen who both might be guards, and then two defensive tackles. Um, so no skill position players in this draft, but. They had to reinforce the offensive line if, if it's going to hold up. Uh, clearly, trading a one and a two for Devontae Adams is a good move. Uh, he reunites with Derek Carr, who played with him at Fresno State. And it gives him that true number one weapon on the outside. And Now it's pick your poison. You have Devontae Adams on one side. You have Hunter Renfro on the slot. You have Darren Waller there. When he's healthy, you have Josh Jacobs. You have a stable of running backs now uh, with Zamir White, who they took out of Georgia. They brought over Brandon Bolden. Um, they have Kenyon Drake coming back as well. So there's plenty of options to run the football out in Las Vegas, um, but they have to stop the run. Uh, and they needed big bodies on the defensive line. Most of their defensive linemen were on one-year deals last year that came over with Gus Bradley, who's no longer there. So that there's a scheme change. They needed some 320, 330-pound bodies. Here comes Farrell, who's going to play the nose tackle uh, with Jonathan Hankins. They got Matthew Butler out of Tennessee, who's more of your three or five technique uh, that can hold up in that front. And it gives them a lot of versatility. Um, Because the two edge rushers are pretty good when you have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby coming off the the ends.
3: We are talking to put on the waivers NFL Draft Raiders and analyst Ryan Holmes. Ryan, let's get into the schedule that came out today uh, of your Oakland, I mean Vegas Raiders. (laughs) I still do it too. (laughs) I I love messing around with, especially Raider fans. You mean Oakland. No, I mean Las Vegas. No, I mean Oakland. Anyways, uh, week one. September 11th, uh, game number one of the year. Um, I'm not talking about the preseason. I'm talking about the regular season you have a tough challenge uh in game number one against the Los Angeles Chargers, who have just really upgraded their offseason, adding Jackson, adding Khalil Mack. This is going to be a fantastic defense. One of the best defenses we might have might see in a very, very long time. And offensively with Justin Herbert and the weapons that they have, Eckert and and, and they're just they're loaded. What are your thoughts uh, of week one and throughout this schedule? You have Los Angeles, then you have Arizona. Tennessee, Denver, Kansas City, then you're by Houston, New Orleans, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Denver, Seattle, Los Angeles again, Los Angeles Rams, New England, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Kansas City. This schedule is not easy.
1: No, it never seems to be easy. It's a bloodbath in the AFC West, so you're going to get six games with the Chargers, the Chiefs, You're looking to split those. You're looking to go three and three against the Broncos, Chargers and Chiefs. And then you got the NFC West on top of that. So here comes the 49ers and the Rams coming in. They do play at Pittsburgh late in the season. I think their last five games are all against teams that made the playoffs Mm -hmm. last year. So um, they're on the road a lot early. I think seven of the first 11 are on the road. That Mm -hmm. opening game against the Chargers is a rematch of of week 17. Last year was the play in game basically when the Raiders had to beat the Chargers to get in. I expect another high scoring game. Uh, The key to this is, Who are the five linemen? Who are the Raiders going to line up on the offensive line to block Bosa and Mack week one? Uh, The good thing is the NFL was nice enough to give the Raiders, you know, two home openers because that game in LA against the Chargers is going to be 80% Raiders fans. It always is. Um, But can they block those two edge guys? Can't, what are they going to, where's Derwin James going to line up? And, And then obviously they have the corners outside. They have Sante Samuel there as well. So can they assimilate? How quickly do they understand Josh McDaniel's system? How quickly can they involve, Devontae Adams, and then can that offensive line hold up? Because we don't know who four of the five starters on the offensive line are going to be. All those jobs are up for grabs. they got a lot of young players. Um, so the key to that game is going to be the offensive line. And then they don't do them a lot of favors. Like you said, Arizona's a good team. Tennessee was the number one seed, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and then a bye. And then and finally they get kind of a layup against the Texans, hopefully. Um, but I'm looking at those last five games when you come down the stretch. Yeah. Those are not going to be easy. You have the Chargers, then you have a short week at the Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, Chiefs. So the Raiders need to get off to a good start. They can't be staring down the gun barrel, need to win five out of six or four out of six of those games with a chance to get into the playoffs. So um, it's gonna be a challenge. Um, luckily they don't there's a lot of home games. They get the they get to play at LA twice. So they get the Rams and the Chargers. So they yeah. might get 10 home games this year. So <laughs> hey, a
2: layup <laughs> against the Texans. I'm sure that's what the Chargers were thinking last year. And meanwhile, that was the game that caused them to miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to go back to Josh. No, you're not wrong. I want to go back to Josh McDaniels. Uh, what were your thoughts on the hire itself? And were you surprised that they went with a, a second, uh, like a second chance type head coach the way they did? And if it wasn't for him, like what coach would have you wanted?
1: Josh McDaniels wasn't my first choice as a Raiders fan after what happened in Indianapolis. Um, and just, you know, he hasn't had a lot of success away from Tom Brady in New England. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do on his own. Um, this is a team that needs to win. Derek Carr is getting up there. He's now th- almost going to be 31 years old. They just extended him. has to compete now. This isn't a rebuild like it was when John Gruden took over. As far as what I would have liked, you know, I've always been a guy, that an aggressive defensive guy. I was leaning a little bit towards Harbaugh at some point just because he's always won, but that's kind of a, a different personality. Probably Harbaugh is probably the way I would have gone if he was willing to come. Um, just to bring that blue-collar attitude coming there, smash-mouth football. And he's won everywhere he's gone, and he's rebuilt programs, whether it's the 49ers, University of San Diego, University of Michigan. I'm okay with McDaniels, but he's got to win. Um, if they go out and go 6-11 and or 7-10 and uh, the first two years and this doesn't work, he's not going to be there very long. But Mark Davis had to get an established head coach after everything that went down last year with John Gruden and the emails and Rich Basaccia taking over. But um, I was 100% behind not keeping Passaccia because – um, they kind of got lucky down the stretch last year. They, they they had some layup games there where they got the Browns when they had COVID. Um, they got Drew Locke uh, with Denver, and they had some winnable games that helped them get into the playoffs. But now um, th- there's no layups on this schedule uh, as, a, as of May 12th. We'll see what happens in the preseason and when they line up uh, during these 17 games.
3: Obviously, your Las Vegas, Ryan, your Las Vegas uh, Raiders are in the hardest division now in football uh, you talk about the Broncos with the acquisition of Russell Wilson. Uh, Kansas City, they got better in the draft. They did lose Tyreek Hill, but I think they've gotten a lot better in the draft. They they really landed on almost every single spot that they drafted. They added Kalaftis. they added um, McDuffie, right? Yep. McDuffie, and then Sky Moore. I mean, yep. they added so many good you know players to that roster that's very very much loaded. And then you have like the Broncos. Then you have San Diego. Well, I say San Diego, the L.A. Chargers with the acquisitions they made with Khalil Mack and Jackson and all the players they have, and then your team. I, I, I think. What What are your thoughts about that division, and and your thoughts to where they could end up in that division by the end of the season?
1: Yeah, every week those six divisional games are gonna be a bloodbath between all four teams. So you know, hopefully one of those teams can come out and win four out of six, go four and two. The goal is probably to go three and three and split that and try to win 7 out of 11 outside the division. But we'll see what happens with Russell Wilson. Um, I think that's kind of getting overblown. He didn't play particularly well last year. He's going to a team that's on the younger side that, that hasn't really produced the last two years. He has weapons. They just lost Judy one on today, the by the way. Portland, Sutton, and they have Williams. They just lost one today. Yeah, who knows what's going on with Judy with, with everything that's what's happened. And then how's the offensive line going to be there? And what is the defense going to look like? And you have a rookie head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. So I, the betting man in me would say the Broncos probably finish fourth. But then... The rest of the three, it's suffer grabs. The Chargers are going to be really good this year. They've really upgraded that defense. I love Justin Herbert uh, as a young quarterback in this league. He's got all the pieces around him. They added Zion Johnson in the first round. And we'll see what happens in Kansas City. That's going to be a different team without Tyreek Hill. I think a lot of people are just looking past. that, like, oh, they moved off from Tyreek Hill. But that's a different offense when he's not on the field. And Kelsey's getting up there. He's missed some games with injuries, and he's in his mid-30s now. So this, there's a lot of pressure on... Patrick Mahomes there and he's, he's the best quarterback in the league. So we'll see what happens, but it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, the Chargers, Raiders and and chiefs all fight for, for playoff spots this year. I'm not so, I'm not sold on the Broncos yet.
3: Well, I'm not sold that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league because there is a two time Mm -hmm. MVP in green Bay that will argue that point right now, as we speak.
1: (laughs) So, and Rogers is right there as well, but, We'll see what he does without Devontae Adams.
2: Mm -hmm. So... Derek Carr, your quarterback, got a huge contract extension this offseason. A lot of people were saying they overpaid for him, getting $40 million a year, just about. So what were your thoughts to it, and what do you think will be the approach for the Raiders trying to win now with this kind of team?
1: Well, when you break down the contract, I like how it's structured. They, it's basically a one-year deal, and there's not a lot of guaranteed money in this contract. So they can move on after this year uh, if Josh McDaniels in the front office doesn't like the way uh, the team is, is headed Uh I'm okay on Carr. I've always thought he's somewhere, you know, 10 to 15 in the league. I've never thought he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um, there's a lot of turnover questions with the fumbles. Um, he gets he runs streaky. He's hot and cold at times. He, there's always peaks and valleys during the season. But now there's no excuses. He has a ton of talent around him on the offensive side of the ball. And, and we'll see what he can do. The clutch is, can he do it for four quarters and put up numbers. Cause he's good in the fourth quarter. He, he's got a number of comeback wins, but he's got to do it for four quarters and he's got to do it for 17 weeks. It can't be you're good for four. You're okay for four. You're down for four. You're good for four. So the pressure is on Derek Carr at 31 years old to go out and, and win 10, 11 games. Cause the defensive pieces are there too. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's just, it's a really tough division. This team might end up nine and eight and be better than they were last year at 10 and seven. Just, um, based on the schedule and the opponents in the division.
3: Ryan, we really appreciate you joining us. You're awesome. We definitely want to get you on as the OTAs start and the season starts to slowly but surely move closer and closer and closer. i love to bring you on a panel of all the different, uh, different analysts that we have for you, the t- obviously, you're with the Raiders. We'll bring in a, a Charger panel guy. We'll bring in... Jesse uh, Reeves. We there. have
2: one of those already. Kansas
3: City. Yep. We'll bring them on, and we'll talk about the division. And, and you guys <laughs> could go back and forth on, on why you think your team could win the division. I think it'll be really, really fun like we did with the that, AFC West panel. We'll yes.
2: bring Lance back for a third time. Yeah, <laughs> why not? The Broncos, not. yeah. Why
3: not? It would be funny, and I think it'd be fun to hear all your different opinions about each team and, and where they're going to be in the division.
1: Absolutely. Would love to do it. Tell the
3: fans how they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter. as where I do uh, post most of my video breakdowns once the season starts. My handle's at RHOLM22, so it's at our home 22 And then I do a weekly podcast, uh, put on NFL, um, put on waivers NFL, and put on Raiders uh, podcast with my co-host, Dwayne Douglas. Um, we'll actually be recording Sunday, so I should have something out early next week. Um, But, yeah, they can follow me on Twitter is where they can find me.
3: We really appreciate everything, Ryan. Thank you. All
1: right. Thank you. We were just talking to
3: Put On Waivers NFL Draft Raiders analyst Ryan Holmes. Awesome guy. Really, really great guy. Knows his stuff. Yes, knows
2: his I, stuff. I love, I, I love when he brings back. Oh, the the Raiders are going to get ten home games. Yes, L. A. That is your problem. The Rams Super Bowl parade is a pretty big indicative of that. Yes, Raiders will get ten home games, assuming they don't uh, get. Did any you see the schedules? That,
3: what what is the Giants' schedule? Because I, I they were sh- opening up
2: with the Titans. I know that, which they did, which they did. I think eight years ago too, which is weird for an out-of-conference opponent.
3: All right, here here we go with the Jets. I'm, I'm trying to. No, I didn't find the Jets here. Schedule. Jets
2: open up at home against the Ravens.
3: Yes, though. Oh god. Ravens, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. This is not an easy schedule. What are you talking about, Jeff? Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, bye week. New England again. Chicago, Minnesota, Buffalo, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. My This is not an
2: easy schedule.
3: This is a horrible schedule.
2: Yeah, the, the AFC North is going to be the X factor of of determining a lot right now with that. Schedule. You got to play
3: Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh back to back to back to back to back weeks. Yeah, I, I mean that's not fair. I mean, come on.
2: That is, yeah, that's that's brutal. That's that gonna is be, brutal. That's going to be a big opening test right away for such a young Absolutely. team. Absolutely, and. and with the Baltimore
3: r- who's expected to be really, really good this year.
2: Yeah, the, the Ravens a veteran team. The Steelers a veteran team for the most part with now bringing – I Brian think the Jets could beat the Steelers. They could. They could. The Steelers um, have a lot of question to marks teams, too. Yeah. Out of all
3: these teams, I I think – that and, and even with Cleveland because you don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback of that team. Right. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I think – Cleveland and Pittsburgh are the more likable. But the Jets did beat Cincinnati last year. So they could beat Cincinnati. It wasn't Zach Wilson. It was Mike uh, White that beat (laughs) them.
2: The two-game legend of Mike
3: White. (laughs) Yeah, which everybody wanted to trade Zach Wilson away after that. Classic overreactions. uh, Well, thank you to the Jet fans. But – uh, this schedule is not an easy schedule, so I don't know what Jeff was talking about, how easy it is. This is a horrible. I mean, I,
2: I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say it's like as bad as the AFC West, what they have, but... Come on, Speedy. <laughs> Baltimore's
3: considered a, a playoff team mentality. Cleveland is, too. So is Cincinnati, and so is Pittsburgh. Miami's going to be a lot better with Tyreek Hill and the weapons they have. Then Green Bay. Oh, that's going to be easy in Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Then you've got to go to Denver at Denver. I mean, two cold places, and you've got to go to Denver now and play Russell Wilson. Then New England, which you go home. Then Buffalo, not going to be an easy game. Then a bye week. That is not easy. I mean, there's, what's the easiest game of that bunch? Miami?
2: Yeah, probably.
3: I, I mean, that's not an easy schedule. I, I don't know. I don't know where Jeff says oh, the Jets could win. The Jets. Are, I will be surprised. Okay, let, let's go through this. Do they beat Baltimore? No. Do they beat Cleveland? Possibly.
2: Yeah, depends on. What. Do
3: they beat Cincinnati? I would say no after they won last year. Do they beat Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think they could beat Pittsburgh. Do they beat Miami? It's a hit or miss. So let's say they do. So they're three and two here. Green Bay loss, Denver loss, New England loss, Buffalo loss. You do the math.
2: I mean, three and five. What so you're looking at right there. Five way. and
3: three. I mean, three and five. Yes, three and five. Then you go the bye week. New England. Let's say you get lucky, you win one of those games. Mm -hmm. So you're three and three, and you could beat Chicago. Yeah, you could beat Minnesota. Then you you you, you're not going to beat Buffalo. You could beat Detroit. You could beat Jacksonville. So if they get through the first nine weeks and and come out with a a three and five record or a four and a four and four record, okay, in their first eight weeks. I think the Jets could be playing for a playoff spot. Mm. Could be. I don't think they are.
2: <laughs> I'll be very surprised if they win two of these games. But like but like Ryan was saying, don't be surprised if the AFC West starts canceling each other out a lot of the time, too. And with the NFC West mix in there, too. So while we were thinking there might be three playoff teams out of there, it's not if guaranteed. If they
3: somehow beat Baltimore, I'll be shocked. Uh-huh. Okay? I'll be shocked. I do. That doesn't mean that I don't think the Jets are talented. Because... Their their first game against Baltimore is in uh, MetLife Stadium, so they're going to have a home game. They don't have to go to Baltimore. Right. Baltimore has to go to them. So is that a benefit to them? Maybe. I mean, but I, I also I worry about this because you have a young team and a very good defense in Baltimore. Right. And now you you just add another guy to your defense in Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you're going into that game where. Yeah, it's a different defensive coordinator. Obviously, we, uh, their their def- um, their defensive coordinator went to the Giants. Right, but.
2: I still think this team is loaded defensively. Right, and the, we said the, thing, the same thing about the Ravens when they lost Dean Pease initially, too. When he retired and they went back to Tennessee and they brought in Wink Martindale initially and their defense still did great. The other thing, too, is you're going to probably get the Ravens when they're healthy, too, not when they had all those injuries at the end of the season when they had top three corners out. Well, they had the running backs hurt last year, but they had all those receivers out, two offensive linemen out. That's usually been the flaws of the, of the Ravens with their roster development It's just they have a lot of injury-prone players and getting them week one, you're going to get a lot of those guys healthy unless you have a case like they did with the three running backs last year where they just all got hurt at once in training camp. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Definitely not ideal for that kind of thing to happen. But yeah, the Jets are, are getting... They get a, a mixture of home and road games, so there's really no bad... The Giants' schedule is easy. Yeah, we, we knew that coming in because the the, Je- the NFC North stinks. The, a- the NFC. Alright, so game
3: number one, they have Tennessee. They're at Tennessee. I don't know what Tennessee is this year. I, who knows what they are? They don't have AJ Brown there yeah. anymore, and Julio Jones is not going to be there. Nope. They're saying Julio Jones is going to be signing with Indiana, Indianapolis.
2: <laughs> good, good luck with uh, Robert Woods as your number one receiver.
3: <laughs> Week two, they're playing Carolina. Who's their starting quarterback? Sam Darnold. I mean, that could be a win for the Giants. Week three, they play Dallas. Uh, um, I, I think they're going to be at home. They're that. at
2: home. They're at home the first time. Yeah. yeah.
3: So uh, on, on Monday Night Football. They could beat Dallas. Yeah, they have three home
2: games in a row: Panthers, Cowboys, and Bears. They got all Ch-
3: they got Chicago. They'll probably beat Chicago. Um, then they go to pa- they have to play the Packers in London. That's a game I think they lose. Baltimore, they lose. Jacksonville, they win. Seattle it can go any way. So really, if you look at it, I'm going to say they beat Tennessee. They beat Carolina. They lose against the Cowboys. They beat Chicago. They lose against the Packers. So what's that? Three and two. Yeah. They lose against Baltimore, three and three. They beat Jacksonville and they beat Seattle. So what's that record? Five and three. Yep. So I think the Giants are, f- are close to either four and four or five and three going into their bye week.
2: Yeah, there's a couple interchangeable ones, probably with Seattle, maybe Carolina. Too. They beat Houston. Yeah, they should beat Houston. They
3: beat Detroit. <laughs> They win one of these Dallas games. So I say they beat Dallas. So, you, yeah, you have them winning the Dallas home game. Yes. Okay. They lose against Washington. Well, they played Dallas on Thanksgiving, by the way, which is good. You get to see a Giants game on Thanksgiving. Um, the Washington, they, they lose against the Washington Commanders here. They beat Philadelphia here. They win against the Washington Commanders there. They beat either Minnesota or Indianapolis, and they lose one of those games.
2: Why do they have the commanders of the Eagles all bunched up at the end of the season?
3: <laughs> I think the Giants win 10 games. I think they can make the playoffs with this, with this schedule.
2: Now, the, the rest of the NFC East has that same schedule, too, besides the two-game difference or the three-game difference is a, now. This is an easy schedule. And with the rest of the NFC, we, we've mentioned outside of the West, there's a lot of the weak divisions, especially at the North, too, outside of Green Bay. Minnesota could be good with a new coach. I but actually, still I'm, I'm a... jealous. To, if you're a Giant, I'm jealous. I mean, if you
3: look at the Jets' schedule, how could any Jet fan be happy and excited going into the season where your first game, your first home game, you've got to play the Baltimore Ravens? And then go go to Cleveland the next week and play Cleveland. And you don't even know who your starter is going to be, Baker or Deshaun
2: Watson. Right.
3: I mean, how could anybody be happy about that if you're a Jet fan?
2: Well, yeah. And we kind of expected that with the, the way the AFC has all of a sudden just massively emerged into that bloodbath-type conference. And I think now you're judging a case of... The Jets are going to have to. The Jets are going to have to win those tough games early, and that could make it very, very difficult in order to, in order to do that. So you're looking at it. You're looking at now the the Patriots, the J- J- Bills, and the Dolphins. Those games are going to be more vital than ever to be able to win those games. Because yeah, Buffalo might beat a couple out of conference too, and. But will the Patriots and Dolphins? No, maybe not. That the Jets could leap over them if they end up winning those two games in division mm, too. It, it's I, I don't think so. I, I think the Jets' schedule is so
3: it, it's so not fair. I, I and I, I listen. That's football. That's the way football is, and you can't complain about it. I'm looking at Chicago's schedule, and, and I, I feel bad for Justin Fields. L- listen to this schedule. This is not an easy schedule. Either. Week one, San Francisco. Week two, Green Bay. Week three. Houston, week four, Giants, week five, Minnesota, week six, the Commanders, week seven, the Patriots, Cowboys, Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, the Jets, Green Bay, and then your bye week is like the last, I think you get four weeks after that, so your bye week's like, like week 12 or 13, so mm. that's deep, then Philadelphia, Buffalo, Detroit, and Minnesota, this is not an easy schedule. I mean I feel bad for Chicago. I feel bad for Justin Fields. Classic Bears. I mean if you're a Bears fan, I wouldn't be that that's horrible. These schedules are horrible. I I mean, let's let's see give me another team. Um
2: Let's do an NFC West one. Let's see. NFC West? Good. Uh, let's see the 49ers.
3: 49ers? All right. Let me get the 49ers. Because
2: they have the AFC West too, and then they got the NFC South, which they're not great either, but they're not like terrible, terrible.
3: All right. Uh, here it is. Brought up. Okay. Week one, Chicago. Week two, Seattle. <laughs> Week three, Denver. Los Angeles Rams. Carolina, Atlanta, Kansas City, Los Angeles uh, Rams. That's an easy schedule. I I think the 49ers can win at least four to five of those games. Mm. Then by week, then you have to play the Los Angeles Chargers, Arizona, the Saints. Then it gets harder for them. Miami, Tampa, Seattle, Washington, Las Vegas, Arizona. I think it gets harder for them in the second half, more than the first half.
2: It's weird because they got swept by Seattle last year, but also swept the Rams in the regular season. So they're kind of a weird team in that sense where the easy games might not always be the easy games for them too. And they've always been like that too. They remember even in their Super Bowl year, they had a weird loss at the end of the season against Atlanta, who wasn't that good. It's strange with the way the 49ers are built sometimes, but a lot of the NFC West is like that too, where they have that tough, they have those tough divisional matchups too. And, Like, Seattle, when they were great, sometimes got swept by the Rams, who were very average back when they had the Legion of Boom. Buffalo Bills, their schedule for 2022,
3: Rams, Titans, Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. That's not an easy schedule. No you got to play the Rams. That could be a loss. Tennessee, I'd say hit or miss. Hit or them. miss.
2: But the Titans have beaten them a lot. Though uh,
3: Miami, you're going to lose one at least one of those games. I, I, I'd say they lose this game. Baltimore, good luck. Pittsburgh, you know, with Pittsburgh, it, it could go either way. What Pittsburgh they lost to the Steelers last year. <laughs> and then Kansas City for the final game before they go on their bye week seven. Then Green Bay, the Jets, Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit, New England, New New York again. Uh, Miami, Chicago, Cincinnati, New England. That's not an easy schedule either. No. I think their schedule's easier than Jets'. <laughs>
2: It's it's interesting, though. They got the opening game with the Rams. Like, that's a that's an odd one. The, the defending champion you don't really see the out-of-conference Thursday matchups. Thursday night, too. Yeah. First Thursday
3: night football game. So
2: the Rams the Rams defend their Super Bowl title. A lot of times you see that against a division rival, a team you just beat in the playoffs. The only time I remember seeing an that's out-of-conference. A good game. A it is, good. It's a good game. I mean, it's just kind of weird that they scheduled it that way. Like, the only time I remember seeing an out-of-conference one like that was the Panthers and the Broncos just because it was the Super Bowl rematch. But beyond that, like, even, like, you saw Dallas last year against the Bucs. Buccaneers, who were a playoff, they were a playoff team. You saw like certain rivalry games with, like the Ravens played against the Broncos, like uh, because they played in the playoffs, like the Bills and the Rams. I mean, what's the really correlation? Is a Von Miller revenge game? This is why
3: I, this is why I hate the NFL. You ready to hear the Patriots schedule? Oh boy, this is going to be funny. You're gonna, you're gonna love this. This is why I think the Patriots always have, uh, very, they're very loved in the NFL. Okay, Miami Week One. Pittsburgh week two, the Baltimore Ravens week three, Green Bay week four, Detroit week five, Cleveland week six, Chicago week seven, the Jets week eight, Indianapolis week nine. That's a that's a winnable schedule. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I guess that Baltimore probably isn't easy. Yeah, Green Bay could go either way because you you don't know who he's throwing to. Cleveland. I I don't know what to expect with Cleveland this year because we don't know when Deshaun Watson's yeah. going to be back, uh, and the Jets. I, I listen. I'm a Jet fan. I, I don't I don't expect the Jets to. I think the Jets will win one game against New England this year. I do, but I don't think it's going to be that one.
2: Yeah, they went at home.
3: Okay. I think no. I think they beat them in New England. Oh, okay. I think the Jets beat them in New England. Mm. You know, when they figure things out, it's going to take them a, w- a little yeah, while. Yeah, the
2: Patriots actually weren't exactly the home crowd advantage what? of the past.
3: After the bye week, they play the Patriots again.
2: Ooh, I don't know if you want to mess with and the that's an- Patriots that's another after thing. a bye week. Why are
3: they putting the Jets and Patriots game so close together?
2: That's what I said about the Giants too. They, they did it last year. They put Washington year. and the Eagles both bunched up at the end of the season. They did
3: it last year. I think the they Jets and the, Gi- the Jets and the Patriots played, played early in the season within, last year. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. within four games from um, one another. So how do, how do you I don't do know that? why they do that.
2: It's across a lot of divisions, too. Why they all of a sudden feel the need to have... Their second
3: half is not easy. Minnesota, uh, it goes Buffalo, Arizona, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo. So it, it's not easy the
2: final yeah it's a lot of the, it's a lot of the same tough afc north opponents that the patriots well, if difference you can get a
3: lead in that division yeah it, for them.
2: It, it depends on the the tiebreaker games are the main difference the nfc west i think the, so the patriots would have uh arizona in that case which they're kind of hit or miss against in uh, the the track record wise but very winnable very winnable for arizona too and then you got then you got the tiebreakers of the Raiders, which you got a Josh McDaniel storyline against Belichick. Because Belichick beat his assistants again. Where's our boy Debacker? I don't know. I'm messaged him a bunch. I don't know where he's been.
3: Well, he'll probably pop in at eleven, eleven thirty, or maybe where is he from? Maybe
2: I'm not sure. Is it actually. Central? Maybe. I'm not I'm not sure. He I think I um no, yeah, you know he's Detroit. He's based in Detroit, so he's Eastern Time. So. All, right.
3: All right, I just wanted to know. Uh, whatever. It's if he got caught up, we understand. He's been very, very busy. I think he said he had a new job. He got a new job.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I know the, the the two companies listed on his Twitter, uh, Team Rise or Fall, and then also Woodward Sports. He wasn't working with. At least he wasn't labeled it last time we interviewed him last year. So mm. uh, he also said he was at the NFL Draft too. So I don't know. Maybe he had to caught up with some content with some of that too. I'm not sure, but good yeah. for him. Good yeah, for no, him. good for him, absolutely.
3: Uh, so he's one of very few people, especially us, that have not been to the NFL draft. But that's that's not that's null and void. Who cares? But anyways, I've been to the NHL draft. I've yes, been you to have. The, I've also been to the NBA draft. Uh-huh. But uh, not
2: the NFL draft. For some reason, the NFL don't like us. But that's just. <laughs> so what? What pick did the Knicks Nick, botch at that draft? You went to? <laughs>
3: um, I think it was eight. I think the Knicks drafted at 8 or 9. I went to the Nilakina
2: one. You went to the Nilakina one? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, that was 8. So yeah, that, was, yeah. that probably was at them.
3: I went to that one when the Knicks fans were booing and wanted to jump <laughs> off a bridge. Naturally. I mean, I mean, if you look at the Knicks drafts, and we'll, we'll get into basketball a little later, a little while, actually, uh, the Knicks drafts have been horrible. Like <laughs> I mean, lately it hasn't been. I mean, Opie Toppin looks like he's a player. I mean, Quigley looks like he's going to be a player. Grimes definitely looks like he's a player. They have players that look like players. It's just uh, when you expect – when these are all – except Grimes, they're all first-round draft picks, and you can't knock one out of the ballpark. You had a chance to get Donovan Mitchell. Right. And you decided to pass up on him. Yeah. So I think for So. Uh, I was. It was. Yeah, me? it was
2: five picks before Nilakina. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell went thirteen. Look um, at what Donovan Mitchell is. Right? <laughs> all the Nick fans at the time wanted Malik Monk, and thank God they didn't draft him either because he yeah, hasn't he turned in out. He did all right with the Lakers. He, he did sure. okay with the Lakers, I guess. But still, he never was. He he was supposed to be this like great three and D guy. Never developed into that consistently. No. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what he was supposed to be. What Booker is now? Yes. I mean, Booker's, he's sensational. Yeah.
3: Man. He really is. It's yeah. weird,
2: though, because Malik Monk actually played a lot more at Kentucky and, like, actually got the chance to get reps. And Booker was kind of a sixth man on that undefeated team. And never really. Uh, the only problem he has right now is he's dating a Kardashian. Well, yeah, obviously. And that's it. Still, like, or he, Jenna, whatever he, he they never got themselves. that chance to really showcase. So maybe he fell in the draft because of that. And then now he becomes a, a star. Well, he didn't fall because of the. The, the Jenners or the Kardashians. No, no, no. I'm saying he yeah. fell because he didn't play much at that Kentucky team. He came off the
3: bench. Because ben, Sim, ben Simmons is actually date, dating um, um Kendall Jenner before, you know, obviously Booker is doing it. I, they like to hop basketball players, musicians, comedians, whatever they can get their hands on. They hop these Kardashians. So uh, now uh, Booker is, is excited and he's
2: happy. He's a sensational player. Oh, so. yeah. He really is a fun player. And an actual playoff performer, not like somebody else that dated a Kardashian, uh, James Harden. Yes. They all did.
3: I think all the great NBA players dated one of the Kardashians.
2: And Devin Booker is yet the only one that played well. because It's really ridiculous.
3: That. They'll get bored of NBA players, and then they'll go to NHL players, you know? <laughs> That's what they'll do. They'll jump from one craziness to another. But... I mean now they're dating uh, one's dating Pete Davidson the other one's dating uh Travis Barker I mean uh, it, it's ridiculous It's they don't stop uh, I don't they're like a dreidel you know what a dreidel is the you spin Hanukkah, it yeah it's yeah, you you're you,
2: you, <laughs> You know, it's made you out of clay and you spin it. You
3: spin a dreidel and wherever it lands, you know you're gonna get it. Well, it never stops with the you know the Kardashians.
2: It just keeps. So they spinning. get hypnotized by dreidels. Uh, maybe they do. If, if only that actually works for real life,
3: that would work. Well, if any, only anything works for real life, uh, maybe a, just a, a, a plain old headache with the Kardashians. But yeah, you could get know.
2: that through hypnosis.
3: My hypnosis. Sure. Uh, if somebody hypnotized
2: one, if somebody hypnotized one of them, and it are more than a, that, get get a headache. Yeah, sure. All right, fine. We'll add we we'll we'll some other things in the next too. But anything to make make them not make them not be their annoying selves. Well, I, we're all annoying, as everybody
3: knows. We had the beef on. We had Jeff on. I mean, anybody else that wants to call the show and just completely make us get sick, I mean, you could. Why not? (laughs) 631-672-3108 is the number. If you want to make me throw up, more than welcome to call. There you go. Um, So we got through the NHL, really. Uh, As far as the playoffs are concerned, uh, besides these these Eastern Conference, you know, series, there's really, I, I mean, the St. Louis series is interesting. I don't think this Calgary series is really, and I'm very surprised that the L.A. Kings mm-hmm. uh, is is doing what they're doing against the Oilers. In the, I if I was running the Oilers organization now, as good as they are offensively, and they have some good offensive talent, they have to decide if this team is going to win a Stanley Cup with the way it's built, and if it isn't, you have two fantastic offensive pieces that one of them you can trade. Dry Seidel, I said it the other day. Dry Dreisaitl is a sensational player. Teams would give you pieces to rebuild your team. Why wouldn't you do it? Like, look, I said this about the Islanders. The Islanders have Barzell, Mayfield, and a first-round draft pick this year and a first-round draft pick next year. You wouldn't trade him for Dry Dreisaitl? What are mm-hmm. you, nuts? Right. I would do it. I would do it. And I think the Islanders will love it because his contract's only $8.5 but that's what I mean. If the Oilers can't keep up, and they can't do the things that uh, they expected to do this year with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, Leon Dreisaitl, then you need to part ways with one of it. It's not going to be McDavid because he's the face of that organization and he's the best player in the world. Right. But Dreisaitl's not far from him.
2: Yeah, and you might actually get it where, because Dreisaitl's contract is affordable too, you could look at other teams and, and think about it as – the Oilers might get more from it because you're getting the better like value overall too. Where as if it was like a huge contract where they felt the guy was overpaid, you might not get as much for it. Whereas Drysyle is looking like the guy that's underpaid, and mm-hmm. when you have a lot of teams with these good salary cap situations that are still contending right now. There's going to be a lot of options out there for you. Even some of the surprise young teams this year that we saw in the yep. Western Conference. Now, the Oilers' odds are going to want to trade him to the East because they don't want to have to play against them in the playoffs mm-hmm. unless they end up making the Stanley Cup somehow, which yep. I have no idea if that's going to happen. Well, that's why I think it makes sense with the
3: Islanders because they have some pieces that you can trade with, and the Islanders need that other guy. But now now if they trade Barzell, you're bringing in another guy. But Dreisaitl, I think, can do it. I think he's more of a goal scorer than Barzell is. Yeah. I think Barzell is more of a fancy, you know, passer, uh, great skater. If you right. put, if you put Barzell with McDavid, oh my god! I mean, those are the two fa- two of the top three
2: four. That's fast the fastest line in NHL, NHL history.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, that would be fun to watch. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it would be really fun to watch. And I think I think McDavid would make. Garzell, a much better. Player. Oh, sure,
2: absolutely. I think I uh-huh. think your is more of is more of he has the great stick work compar- uh-huh. comparatively. I'm not going to say that he's like a power forward type, but he yeah, is a goal scorer. That's yeah. what
3: he is, yeah, and that's he,
2: what the Islanders need. And I think also too something that the Islanders definitely could use, depending on also what else they end up doing in the offseason, too, because we know that the offensive depth for them wasn't there. No, so you have a guy in Drysital. When was made, the
3: last time an Islander <laughs> scored fifty goals? I don't even know. Mike Bossy, probably, I would imagine. I would say, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, either Pierre Turgeon. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's Or Zygmunt Palfy. Yeah,
2: it's probably Pierre Turgeon. Yeah. But even so, look at who... Drysdale, as I mentioned on the weekend crunch, sometimes plays the right second now. line. So you're dealing with, like, Zach Cashin and... Uh, Evander Kane, when he was there, before they
3: waived him. Zygmunt Palfe had 48 goals, never had 50. Oh, okay? So it's not Zygmunt Palfy.
2: No, uh, it, it, you're, you're, you're probably right. I, I feel like it would be Terzian. I think Terzian did have a couple 50 goals. Terzian. on, yeah. Yeah.
3: I bet you it is Pierre Terzian. By the way, being snob- snubbed out of the Hall of Fame, a guy has 515 goals and 812 assists. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Wow, They're really? He's Damn. He's not in the Hall of Fame.
2: What are, are the, what are the baseball writers, drug the hockey writers? I don't know. <laughs>
3: and Pierre Turgeon had one 58-goal season with the Islanders. It was the best season, 58-74 and 74 with 132 oh. points. Wow. And had 58 goals. And uh, that was the last time I think an Islander scored 50 goals. Mm.
2: Yeah, so, no, I, I know Tavares never did because we looked that no. up. We looked that up at the time he left or was going to leave. No. And, I think uh, the most he's ever scored with the Islands was is 38. Okay. So, yeah, the, yeah, Barzell hasn't done it yet. We'll see maybe later in his career, but they're going to need other guys to help him out if he wants to have any chance. They shot need at to that. put another superstar right <laughs> Yeah, there, because otherwise he's going to continue to get all the attention if the other guys are not only. Not guys that keep up with him, as we know, but veteran guys that really don't have a lot of speed to begin with. A lot of guys could just play contain on Barzal and try to either make him pass. Which they've been doing. Or try to make him, like, snipe not necessarily as a, like, a good high-quality shot attempt, which we've seen Barzal, I don't know about this year as much, but we've also seen him kind of pass up a lot of good shots in his yep. career, too. And def- defenses also are going to with the talent that. around. Him. That's what I mean. Yeah. You're dealing with a case where teams are going to continue to make them doing that, and the Islanders are never going to take that extra leap to be able to contend like they should when, if they don't have When those. your best
3: player right beside you is Anders Lee, that's something to worry about. Right. I mean, I, I'm not saying Anders Lee is not a goal scorer. He's slow as hell. And all he does is stand in front of the net. He's a decent. I would say
2: he's a decent hockey player. He yeah, better- I would say he's like a solid, but not great, second line center. Yeah, no, who? Who? Lee. Lee's not a center. He's oh, a, he's I, a winger. Oh, he's he, he played yeah. winger. He played winger more this year. I know he's played center throughout his career, though. Too. So I would- yeah, he's not a center. He's, okay, he's a
3: winger. He's under as a winger. So it, it's honestly right now. It, it, with hockey, you just you, you wait until the off season. You decide where they're going to go when it comes to the draft and free agency.
2: <laughs> Carlson is um, Duncan Keith. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Oilers, the the Blackhawks had a lot. I had to make it very hard to move that contract. He actually played well this year for the Oilers. Give him some credits. Mm-hmm who are still in right now. So, I don't know, Carl. Does he have any of that three-overtime stamina from when they played with Chicago and they had, like, three of those three-overtime games? By the way, (laughs) the
3: reason why I'm so tired tonight, and everybody's probably wondering why I'm yawning and stuff like that, I was constipated last night. I should be talking about this on the radio. I didn't go to bed the rest of the night. I I woke up at 4, and I was up ever since then. And it was horrible. I I will tell you, my stomach is the worst stomach in creation known to man. It is the worst. Mm. So I didn't sleep at all last night. I didn't even get – I would wake up, go to the bathroom. Wake up, go to the bathroom. Try to go to the bathroom. Couldn't go to the bathroom. It was horrible. I don't wish that upon anybody. I was getting cramps like a woman, okay? (laughs) I mean, when a woman gets pregnant, I felt like I was pregnant.
2: You're describing – I was
3: holding a load, Speedy, holding a load.
2: Right, that's an interesting accent. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, you're, it sounds like somebody like waking up from like being wasted without being wasted.
3: <laughs> listen, when your stomach hurts, your stomach hurts, and I'll tell you this, man, I, i t- everybody today. They were wondering why I was so damn tired. I didn't sleep. I, I, I'm yawning on this show right now because I can't keep my eyes open. But listen, that's what we do, and we entertain people, and I'm happy to be here. And don't get me wrong, but it is. I don't wish the stomach problems I have for nobody. That's all I'm going to say.
2: It's so. just, just a good thing we're not doing the show blindfolded or you might actually fall I actually
3: do the show on my toilets. I mean, <laughs> I would. I would. I, why not? You're going to pull, pull off but, uh, what, you know what was it? Uh, Philip
2: Rivers did that uh, during why, the interview, like during the off season or something like that why on the not? toilet.
3: I mean, why not? <laughs> I, 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 listen, I see people watch TV on their toilets, read newspapers on their toilets. Why not do a radio show on the toilet? We'll call it the toilet show or something like that. Or the sports loudmouths, mo- the, the, the toilet edition. How's that? I mean, seriously. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to hear me go to the bathroom, or, you know, fart and whatever the hell I could do. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something that will sell to the public, that's for sure. But it would be funny,
2: right? Looks like Tampa wins in overtime.
3: <laughs> I figured they were going to win. By the way, and uh, it'll go to Game Seven, and they'll lose in Game Seven. Toronto,
2: yeah. I'm talking about. Yep. That would be classic Leafs.
3: No, but I'm be, being serious. I mean, w- would that be a bad sell to somebody? I mean,
2: not necessarily. Philip, like I said, Philip Rivers did a, some I kind of to... interview on the toilet. We're always
3: looking for something and good new content that's going to draw people. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think it was during Why COVID. Why not me taking a dump? I think you know? it was during COVID. And then uh, who was it? Mike Vrabel? Dropping a
3: deuce. <laughs> yes.
2: Thank you for that.
3: You know, how many times do you drop a deuce every week? Ah.
2: Uh... Maybe four or five. I don't know. Four
3: times—that's
2: it. It depends. It's circumstances.
3: Man, you must be
2: constipated. Hmm, like maybe I don't know. It depends. It depends on the circumstances. Yeah.
3: How does it feel when you when you have to go rush to the you know rush to the bathroom and and lay one out for for everybody to hear? I'm not gonna film it. Why not? Has your grandparents ever heard you take a dump? Yes. What did they say when... Absolutely, They were wondering how I felt, but they didn't make it weird. So they heard you screaming in your bathroom? I didn't scream. You've never screamed when you had to really take a massive dump? No. You've never done that? Screamed? You're like, ah,
2: oh, get out of me, like kind of that thing. You know, that's a grunt, but uh, yeah, I've grunted. Okay, but maybe not that loud. <laughs> Snook, no, says, but I Snook says the Earl and Speedy shit show live from the buddy's bathroom. That would be funny. Live at Jeff's bathroom. <laughs> I don't know if Jeff would ever allow that. Why? Why wouldn't he? I don't know. I Jeff, mean, Jeff does not seem like the, the, the person that would let you into his bathroom.
3: Well, Jeff sits in a pool. Like half the day. I, mean, I think there's a big difference with a pool in a bathroom. Though. What's the difference between taking a dump and hanging out in a bathroom? People think of the people think of pools as like relaxation, like outdoor thing. And what do you think taking a dump does for you? It's a it's a private area. <laughs> I don't Listen, know. Listen, if you're sitting on a
2: toilet, <laughs> it'd be a little different.
3: No, not true. I mean, when you have to go, you have to go. When you have to relieve yourself and you sit on a toilet, you don't think that's that feels good. Yeah, but I don't think people are gonna I don't think you're gonna think, Oh, let's do a show on it. Why not? I mean everybody else does shows at stupid things. Look at Pat McAfee in a way he does his show. He does his show in a basement. So what's the point of if I sat on a toilet right now with my pants to my my, my ankles and I'm talking on a mic, would anybody know that my pants were down to my ankles
2: except if you knew I was sitting on a toilet, right? I suppose. I'm not saying that you wouldn't enjoy it. I'm just saying, I don't know if, like, Jeff will all of a sudden, like, you ask Jeff, oh, could we you do a imagine, show for your bathroom?
3: Could you imagine? You know what I should do? We, we should, like, you know, like, try to, like, squeak and, and get Tyler on the show when he's sitting on a toilet. What do you think that would sound like? Tyler on a, you know, on a toilet. What you were
2: describing before times five. <laughs>
3: I mean, Tyler already said to me the other day he's losing more of his hair. Like, he's like he's massively losing his hair. And my friend, who's a PA, he told him a way to get his hair back, and he's got to, you know, take his hair on different parts of his body and put it on his head, you know? Could you imagine <laughs> that? Tyler with a set of hair. I, I, I've i never seen Tyler with any hair. Th- then again, a set of hair. He's got, like, a yarmulke for the top of his head. By the way, shout out to Tyler Harrison. I mean, happy Mother's Day to his uh, his mother as well and his family. But, mm. um I'm serious. Let's think of like five different places I could do a show. Funny places. Let's vote. Let's have a vote, and we'll do. I'll do
2: the show wherever that is. (laughs) Tyler Snooks says Tyler on the the toilet would sound like any any take the the toilet offers on the cowboys.
3: All right, so let's do that. Let's let's pick let's pick four or five places that would be funny for me to do a radio show. Okay, we'll have the fans vote. And then, wherever they vote, I have to do that show on the, in that particular place. Hmm. Why not? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Right? Hmm. I'm not jumping off a building, guys, or no. sitting on a bridge doing a radio show. So don't, don't, don't put that. I mean, sitting on a float in a pool, I could do that. Would you do it in a cave? Why not? No. I'm not afraid of the dark. Nice. I mean, I'm going to have to have Wi-Fi. I mean, I'm going to be hanging out with the Bears or something.
2: (laughs) Live from the Bears. Better run than the football team. Live from the
3: cave as the Bear is about to eat me.
2: (laughs) Which is still more than the football team has done all off-season.
3: Snug says, I vote Earl in a dumpster behind the Miller's Alehouse. Um, Uh, That might win. (laughs) That's right. Hold on one second. Why am I going to sit in a dumpster? I don't want to smell like, you know. Well, I'm literally taking a dump if I'm doing it on my toilet, right? That's true. But I'm not going to smell like the dump, right? Because it's going in the bowl. Mm. So why would I want to sit in in a dumpster where it's going to smell like crap? I mean, uh, that's not a good idea
2: like, so says, would you do it with no pants and Speedy's dog lurking in the shadow? No,
3: no, that's not, that's not fair. No. my dog running
2: no. loose over there would, would run away. No, anyway. he wouldn't. He,
3: he, if he dipped his nose in your ass, he, what do you think he's going to try to do with mine with my ass smelling like daisies? What do you think? I think he'd have better things to do, better things to do, he'd, he run, a, he'd run away. His, his nose went in your ass, and he had better things to do, right.
2: Yeah, but that's in a house that would have a door. All right. If he's in a random parking lot in so a dumpster. So he opened at up the door with house.
3: his nose or his mouth, his head. His head, okay? He opened up the door and then he said, "Oh, this looks like a nice hole." Right? That's what he did, right?
2: He, he licked, he licked it. Yeah,
3: okay. He, he licked your ass. Okay, and I'm sure if he was live in
2: Speedy's dog's he just, ass, he would just because it's a public place too, and there'd be other people around. He wouldn't just focus well, in. Ladies on you. and gentlemen, I'm in Speedy's ha- Speedy's dog's ass right now.
3: I'm ready to start the show. <laughs> how about in your mom's? How nightmare. about in your mom's bedroom? No. Why? You know, if they vote that I have to do it in your mom's bedroom, I'm going to have to do it in your mom's bedroom. not going to happen. What do you mean it's not going to happen?
2: We're talking about weird places. That's a
3: weird place, right? No, it's a bedroom. <laughs> it's a weird place. it's not a weird Why place. Why would I be in your mom's bedroom? You would not. I, I just said that, but that makes it weird. Because I wouldn't be in your mother's bedroom.
2: Snug says it would be fun if you had Speedy's dog sitting at the table at Miller's Ale House eating hot wings. No, it wouldn't it be. It would not be fun, be fun no. Snug, because dogs can't tolerate that level of spice. little <laughs> level of spice. No, they can't. Well, what do you like? You, do you like spice? Do you like? I spice? do, but the, he wouldn't be able to
3: handle that. Have you ever checked out the Spice Channel? No. Why? Do you know what the Spice Channel is? I'm not. I don't watch like food stuff. Yeah, but do you like the Spice Channel? Would no. You, would
2: you be interested in the Spice Channel? I don't know. You like spicy stuff, right? Yes, but I, I, I. If I wanted to research recipes, I would research recipes. Well, there's a go lot for of recipes. A whole one hour I mean, TV show. Well,
3: what, what, what do you like? You know, what is your favorite part of the Spice Channel?
2: You know, if you if you had a chance to watch, I it. would say either wings or Mexican food of different. So species, you're, you're, so slices. the meat, the meat, yeah, right? the, and the seasonings, seasonings, yeah. sauces, and, and, yeah, and
3: sausining, yes, yeah. So meat, right. Uh, well, by the way, what is Jeff saying over here?
2: Yeah, I can uh, something about ESPN not picking up. Stock <laughs> says maybe you. Could, oh, that's the perfect one. There you go, Stock. What he If said? we could do a show in the beef's deli, the beef could do a guest segment on making coleslaw. That's true. Too. That's the winner.
3: I don't know if I would do that. I wouldn't be in a deli.
2: I, I I
3: couldn't sit there and listen to meat getting cut and trying to do a radio show. Would you? I I mean, could you imagine it and somebody cuts his finger off? That would be funny, actually. That would be funny. The beef cuts his finger off, and I'm sitting there trying to talk radio, one the sports, and you're over here just saying, I'll be live in the deli with the
2: coleslaw man, right? The sultan of coleslaw. Well, the coleslaw man. I mean. Use the better nicknames. (laughs)
3: I'm just asking you. The uh, 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 one question. Beef deli,
2: beef deli. That's my vote. And
3: and you, you you know if I paid for the Spice Channel, you would actually. Take... It was with you in the Spice Channel, I'm just asking you. If, if I paid... if you want to
2: do a show with the Spice Channel, go for it. No, if
3: I bought the if I actually paid for the Spice Channel and I, I had you an opportunity to watch it for a week, I don't know. It? It's I'm... a yes or no question. No,
2: probably not. Why you don't want to watch? The spice I don't. Channel? I wouldn't watch something on recipes for an hour. Uh, well, it's not just recipes. It's a lot of meat. Okay, I can research that stuff if I was that interested. Well (laughs) Usually I just usually it takes me a while to to dissect the differentiations of menus. Oh
3: so 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 you like to dissect the meat? The recipes, not the meat. So you never dissected the meat before? No. Why?
2: Because I normally Do You like it
3: raw? No. Or you like it medium rare?
2: Somewhere in between.
3: Okay. Medium excited. is not bad,
2: though. Oh. <laughs> Stuck says, maybe you could do the show from Kenny's survival shack somewhere on Long Island. Well, he's not. He doesn't live on Long Island. <laughs> yeah, he lives in White Plate and Stuff. Come on. Get it right.
3: Yes. And I don't know what happened to Kenny. Is he dead? I mean, like, seriously. That guy maybe was. Maybe him in
2: Miami Heat did no. some kind of escapade.
3: So, so hold on one second. So Kenny, Kenny called the show, like, I would say about a year ago. Yeah. All right? right. That was the last time I heard from Kenny. Right. And he called up. He was smoking wax marijuana. Yep. And he was so high, and and the first thing he said is like, "What do you think about Eli Manning?" And uh-huh. I said,
2: yes, "Meanwhile, this is 2021 for context."
3: Eli <laughs> retired like a year and a half ago, bro. Yeah. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> remember that? He's yeah, like, no, oh, it was it was like uh, February or March last year, <laughs> 2021. <laughs> And he was like a year thing. removed retired. It wasn't like 2020 when that he just guy. retired.
3: There's so many weird people that have called this show over the years. It really has. And by the way, he owes me a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yes, the long overdue Thanksgiving dinner from 2018. His father called me up and he tried to tell me. <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, he really wants to. We, we I'm going to take him over here and he's going to feed you your whole team. I remember that. But nobody wanted to go. Nobody wanted to eat, you know, eat the food. And then I told Kenny that I wanted him to cook for us. And Kenny says, I don't know how to cook. So there you go.
2: What Stuck, Stuck says, I was jealous. That dude had the best shit ever. I'd love to get stoned with Kenny. Yeah, well, he probably, he probably that's probably his natural state, knowing him. No, he was
3: usually drinking, but then it became legalized. you know he right. said he was talking about it being legalized, so he started smoking. He says that this is the cheaper way of going than drinking all those beers, so <laughs> there like you go.
2: beef spends more time stroking meat versus cutting meat. he's probably true,
3: probably <laughs> true he he does like to stroke his meat, right. That's like the beef. Stroke? I don't know. Do you like stroking your meat? I don't know. You've never stroked in meat before? Oh, my God. You act like I'm... You act like I... Like, I'm just I'm asking like you. that much physical contact. I'm just asking you. By the way... With uh, my food. Tampa, you know, uh, wins in overtime. Knocks off the Maple Leafs uh, going to a Game 7. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Boston Bruins knock off the Carolina Panthers... Uh, Carol, I'm sorry. Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes uh, to go to a Game 7 uh, in Carolina. So, we got... Two games. Se- we have two game sevens now, and possibly, if somehow the Rangers win tomorrow, we might see a game seven in that series as well. Mm-hmm. What's the Washington series right
2: now? Three two Florida at the moment. That could go
3: game seven too. So
2: if Washington could win at home in game six. Yeah, that'll go to game seven. Uh, could the you Wild are all fighting the
3: East. All the East teams going into a game seven. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, that would be. I don't think is that's that a first a- time. Yeah, I would imagine so. I doubt that's ever happened before, mm-hmm. where every series went to a game seven. Uh, the we- in the West, Edmonton and Minnesota are both trying to do it now, trying to save their seasons. The Wild were down one nothing last time I checked, and Edmonton's up two nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um,
3: uh, yes, we-, we will. Yes, how about those Bruins? And I, I've been telling. And by the way, I I talked to Jeff before the show today, and I told Jeff that the Bruins were going to win, and Jeff said, "No, they're not. I don't think they have a chance." Blah 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 blah. Carolina is too good. I'm very proud of my team. Win or lose. I'm very proud of them. Well, I was right, Jeff. So you can't say anything. I should have bet you, man. But <laughs> um, going going to a game seven, I think the Bruins have a very good chance of winning that game. I really do, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Because remember, they have the more experience. They the, most of these guys have played, not all the younger ones, but uh, the big important ones, and, and not the goalie. Swayman has not been in the in the in the finals, but. I mean, there's a lot of players on this Boston Bruin team that has playoff experience and championship experience. And I know this is Jeff. Yep, of course it's Jeff. <laughs> What's going on, Jeff?
0: You're such a storyteller, right? Where mm-hmm. yes. Did you say the Bruins were gonna win? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did I say that they were gonna lose? No.
3: You didn't no, say they were gonna win. Like,
0: no, I I all <laughs> I said to you was I go, I don't know, man, because I don't know if we can
3: score. That's him. not what you said. I, <laughs> said what I said I said, Who do you think wins tonight? I, Boston or Carolina? You, what did you say?
0: I said, I don't know, man. No, That's you didn't. You're tough. a liar. Yes.
3: You're a liar. You said Carolina. You said Carolina. I yeah, asked no, you.
0: I'm, no, no, no. I, I said, I like our team. But the I said, it's going to be tough for Boston to score with them. That's exactly what I said
3: to you. You said, I asked you. I asked you, who do you got tonight, Boston or Carolina? You told me I, I Carolina. I I don't
0: know. I told you I don't that's know. That's not what I you think, said. Because I, I said you, Carolina is a horrible matchup for Boston.
3: Okay, horrible that's matchup. what you think you said. I should have taped it because I know that's not what you said. <laughs> you should tape it next time because I know what I said. I'm not the beef. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. The beef is not here to protect himself. Stop throwing him under the bus. He
0: can't protect himself anyways.
3: You don't think he could? <laughs>
0: No, are you kidding?
3: You think this? You think the beef? If if he could, he, do you think he watches the Spice Channel? Uh,
0: yeah, he, I know he does.
3: <laughs> Why I is know that? He does? Why is that? I want to hear this. Because
0: because he can't get a chick. That is his chick, the Spice Channel. <laughs> he grabs the remote and goes, "Oh, come here, spicy." <laughs>
3: Speedy, would you hang out and watch the Spice Channel with uh, the They baby? know
0: Speedy. It's a
2: speedy it's a <laughs> Why would I want to watch porn. something with the beef? <laughs> speedy, it, it, yeah. no, nevertheless, the Spice Channel. What the hell that is? Right. right.
0: It's porn, Speedy.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely not doing that with the beef. <laughs> right.
0: and, and, you, and you want to know what's even more
3: what's hilarious? Up? Let's hear it. Is
0: he gave the, the right answer everyone gives even before he knew what it was? He's like, why would anyone want to watch anything with the beef?
2: (laughs) I don't know. The the beef carry, the beef and I share two of the same teams. I don't know how watching a Ranger game or a net game with the beef is going to be necessarily with the, some of the, especially with the Mets. Some of the strange takes he's had with the Mets too. I love, I love how Stevie
0: applied common sense to it. And just was like, why would anyone do anything with that kid?
2: Well, I don't think he thinks that.
3: Him and the beef get along. I think they do, right? Uh, no, I know, but we've had we've win. had very
2: different opinions on both the Rangers and the Mets, which are the two teams that we mutually root for. So mm.
0: I love the New York Rangers.
2: <laughs> he does.
3: He loves his Rangers. He really <laughs> like does. Steve so is a platinum member of the Spice Channel. <gasps>
0: The New York Rangers are the best team in the NHL. So we got
3: you on. What, what, what did you think about last night's game with the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks? Man? Oh, they
0: choked it away, man. How do you lose a 14-point lead to start the fourth quarter? Choked it away. And then Smart and Jalen Brown running into each other, uh, getting the rebound on the miss. Who thought Pat Connaughton was going to miss a free throw? And then he does. And then two players run into each other on the rebound. The whole final... Uh, 15
2: seconds was just a debacle. Yeah, the Bucks Twitter literally just reposted the last 42 seconds, <laughs> just to show yeah, all well, that. Yeah, well, Bucks
0: Twitter can blow me.
2: Wow, well, also giving 40
3: points to Giannis is definitely hurts. <clears throat> I mean,
0: yeah, who cares though? If he can get 40 points, all he wants is if everyone else is limited.
3: But if you hold, if you if you hold Giannis to 30 points, you win the game.
0: Okay. Well still doesn't matter because here's 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 the common sense thing that most mm-hmm. people would apply to this mm-hmm. how many points did the bucks score or average a game in the regular season The whole season they averaged 115 points a game mm-hmm. the Celtics are holding them to under 100 well that's so because give a shit. that's because middleton's give not a playing either how many either. points giannis gets as long as the bucks aren't getting like 150. As long as they're holding them below their average, the Celtics should be, have a really good shot. To yeah. Win. The, the only and reason
3: why the only reason why they're holding them right now is because Middleton is not in this series. I mean, Middleton's a good. You offense don't know
0: player. that, right? But you don't know that because here's the other par- problem of this. Because you're like, oh, Giannis, 40 points. Giannis, w- there's only one basketball. So if Middleton is getting points, it's taking points away from other guys on the court. Mm-hmm. Other guys don't have as much, uh, good of a game.
3: They can. He's he's more accurate than some of these right. guys shooting. The
0: problem, is, the problem is you like to do this thing where you go, oh, Giannis gets 40, so add what Middleton would have got. No, no, no. Middleton also takes possessions away from people.
3: Probably takes it from Wesley Matthews that shot a lot. Uh, uh, Drew Holiday Wesley that Matthews shot. Had a
0: pretty, Wesley Matthews has a pretty good game.
3: Drew yeah. Holiday had a pretty good game. Drew
2: Holiday had a great game. Yes, he does. Right, so but, this is what but drew Holiday
3: averaged 17 points a game in the regular season so he was only yeah. averaging seven more points than he did in the regular season right and then he's had his he's had his duds too where he's like he'll get 20 and then he'll get five or something like that and then he'll only assist. I mean you have to yeah. depend on more of a Pat cannington um a Conington or yeah. or uh, a Bobby Portis who had 14 points these guys wouldn't probably have the opportunity to do this in the game and and Eric middleton is Middleton is better I'm oh middleton. yes that's right I'm Chris Middleton K, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is better than both of these guys. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Right,
0: right, but but it also doesn't guarantee that he makes shots, number one, because the Celtics defense has been great in containing just about everybody. Right? How great has the Celtics defense been in
3: this series? They've been the best defensive team throughout the league all season long. Right,
0: right. So you can't say just adding a guy back. Okay, well, great. Oh, Chris Middleton's not there. Guess what? Rob Williams is the play. does Giannis get 40 if Rob Williams is playing? Him? Probably not.
3: Probably not. But, I, again, uh, the fact that Giannis so we, can't is... do
0: this, we can't do this should have, would have, could have thing. The guys that are playing are the guys that are playing. Stop with this old Chris Middleton thing because you can go, oh, but what about Rob Williams? No one gives a fuck. They're not there. <laughs> Throw them out.
2: Stuck says it's a bad loss, but at least they have—they know they have what it takes to close out.
3: We'll see if they can. And by
0: the way, no excuses there. Didn't I just call the Celtics chokers? Did yes, choke you did. Right, I did. So the next time you're like, oh, you're at home, or you just love everything. I called the Celtics chokers. They choked away that game last night.
2: Yeah, especially the rebound, too. Like, you never dude, see that in the dude, NBA. Dude, just because
3: you're, you're saying they're choking right now, if they win, you'll be bragging about that, too. So stop it.
0: Um, the parade will be back on. I, I know. That. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know how I you are. Think. I hope they win in Milwaukee, right? But I'm calling it how I how I call it. I'm not the b one, but Shostakin is doing so good. <laughs> He's just
2: so, no, he sucks donkey dicks right now. Let's be real. <laughs> <It> sucks. <laughs> yeah, According to Snug's logic, he would have claimed that the Shisterkin would have been three, won three cups in a row. <laughs> and I
3: will say that I will say this. Uh, the I'm sorry to cut you off, Jeff. The all the semifinal games for the NBA playoffs have been sensational. Really, uh, Golden State and Memphis. Uh, I feel bad because I don't think Memphis is going to win this series because they lost their best player. Mm -hmm. I I think if John Morant was playing in this series, I think this series would be probably 3-2. And you say that, that.
0: and 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 then they immediately body bag Golden State.
2: They did. Right, but it makes a difference of a close, a close loss too. Where if John Morant isn't banged up in one of those other games, not Game One. Game One he was healthy, and they lost by one. Dude, but One of those State, other games at Golden State. Golden State, State, State were took close their starter,
3: too. their starters
2: out with the la- the last eight minutes of the fourth
3: fourth quarter in in a, in a playoff game. I mean, how many t- how many teams do that in the playoffs?
2: Yeah. And not only that, the both games in Golden State were pretty close too, where John Morant makes a difference. I don't know if they win both games, but they're I would say they're at least up three to two, I would imagine.
0: And by the way, and by the way, can uh, so we nominate we know LeBron is the king of the criers, right? Okay. Like, that's just what it is. But I have a prince now of the league. Have you guys seen how many times Giannis cries about getting touched? Like just cried, Dude, he he, he Anytime he does anything, he doesn't think he did it. That's number one, which is hilarious. And then anytime someone breathes on him, he runs over to the referee with his, arm, his arms up. Like, why didn't you call that?
2: Uh, that's fair to an extent. I still think James Harden takes the overall title, though. <laughs> uh, by the way, congratulations
3: congratulations to Miami for eliminating Philadelphia. They're on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Very well deserved. Uh, uh, James Harden um, um, is um. another year that he just can't get over the hump or help a team get where they need to go, and and I'll tell you this right now, if I was Philadelphia in the offseason, I would definitely make a decision if I want to keep James Harden or not.
0: No, you don't want to keep him. He's a clown. He didn't score a single point in the second half the other night, and by the way, he's getting fat.
3: <laughs> well, you're gonna you traded a lot of pieces away, so you're gonna have to move them, Sign why, and trade.
0: Why do I, why would I as a reasonable Philadelphia 76ers fan, not that I am, I'm just talking from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Want a, a someone who chokes in big moments, who doesn't play defense, and is fat. And the fat thing is relevant here because you gotta be in shape to run the court and like and and, and play basketball. So when you're a fat, you're, hey, I'll tell you what. Guess what? When you're fat, you can't play as Zion. <laughs> he called out fat the whole year
3: again i think that when is you Zane look back well i would if i was if, yes he is if i was yes. if i was a philadelphia fan right now and and knowing my season ended the way it did and all they could complain about is joel embiid got robbed for the mvp instead of worrying <laughs> about <you> <laughs> worrying about what happened in their series and and losing and and started losing against miami they were worried about joel embiid not winning a singer right. Single title of an MVP, you know, voting, Uh, it doesn't matter.
0: Right, but see, you're just barking up the wrong tree with this thing because you've lost all perspective. Mm -hmm. You're forgetting Philadelphia Mm -hmm. is the Indianapolis Colts of the NBA. They love to hang up runner-up banners. They just want the individual awards. They have never won shit. But we love saying that
3: we've won something. So MVP. Trust the process,
2: everybody. Well, well,
3: Indianapolis Colts won. They have Super Bowls, okay? <laughs> so it's uh, no, no, they have Super Bowl. Yeah, they have Super Bowls. I mean, Johnny. Oh, one Super Bowl.
2: Didn't they one. win? Didn't... They won only one with Peyton Manning, and then they won one with Johnny. Units. Johnny United, So they have two As the Baltimore. Yeah,
3: course. that doesn't count.
0: That was before they allowed the rest
2: of the league to play. <laughs> oh, stop! No, that was actually the year. That was the year after they the, still won the, one. The merger. That's, that's that was funny. the first year after the merger.
3: When was Philado- When did
2: Philadelphia win a championship? The Sixers' last one was with Dr. J. That was '83, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah, long time ago, forever ago. They've never won anything. No one watching this team now knows that they've won anything.
2: I mean, so all the
0: people, all the people that saw that team win, they're all dead. That's how old. That's how. 1983.
2: I don't know about that, but all yeah. dead. I get your yeah, point, Jeff.
0: <laughs> no, anyone that saw that team play, they are all dead.
3: Because if you've
0: ever been to Philly, it's a violent town, they.
2: Call a oh the yeah. Yeah, what was the riot back then? Who knows. Look,
3: it looks like St. Louis is going to eliminate oh, yeah. Minnesota. Oh my god! Too. Yeah, wow, four nothing now. Four nothing going into the third period. There's one minute and twenty-four seconds left to the second. So uh, I think uh, St. Louis is moving on. Could you imagine it's St. Louis and Boston again in the in the, in the championship, in the N- NHL championship, Stanley Cup championship? It would, be,
0: it would it would be over for them. It wouldn't even be close. Do you know why? Why? Everybody loves Swayman.
3: <laughs> Everybody loves Swayman.
0: I
2: think it'll be a good Sway, series. Swayman, Swayman is the new Bennington. He's just going to be that. <laughs> just run with it. Right. That,
0: that's right. We got to get we got to get that tall, freakish dude and the old couple that played Ray Romano's parents. It's going to be the same as everybody <laughs> oh, loves Raymond, except without Ray Romano, it's going to be Jerry, Jeremy Swayman with that idiot brother and oh, the old lady mom. Everybody loves Swayman. Well, we,
3: we all know you like uh, Seinfeld, so... <laughs>
0: Love Simon. Right? Love
2: Seinfeld. I know you Seinfeld, do. Seinfeld, that's not everybody loves Swayman. <laughs> well, everybody loves Swayman. What, is, what did Snug say over here? Uh, it's not coming up for me.
3: Ask Jim Irsay about have, uh, have giant bags of opioids. That dude oh, yeah. is a good time waiting to happen.
0: how <laughs> you know, he loves to party when you get pulled over and there's $100,000 worth of pills in your trunk?
3: Is that what they found in his trunk? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, why do you think he got arrested? Mm. I don't know. Of course. I...
0: That's a, they, he, he loves to party and have a good
3: time. He loves to pop his pills, huh?
0: Yeah, he definitely does.
3: He's a go, pill go popper. Ahead go, go
0: ahead and Google that arrest and find out how many, how many Oxycontins he had in his trunk. <laughs> he,
3: <laughs> he must have got it from the doctors that work at his facility.
0: <laughs> uh, it, no, that's also why he got arrested.
3: Well, where did he get it?
0: Uh, dude, he was, he was uh, doctor shopping and just had a bunch of doctors give him prescriptions. But that's illegal.
3: Mm. Yeah, procedures you're not prescribed for, yeah, that'll do it Well, maybe that's how they yeah. found that. Maybe that's how they found <laughs> right.
2: To have all you those OxyContin you, wa- you can't walk into a pharmacy
0: With 30 slips for OxyContin And go, can you fill all of these And not have right. someone go,
2: yeah.
4: what's
3: wrong here? Well, <laughs> Snug says Drugs aren't a problem as long as you can afford them
4: <laughs>
2: Well, we know he can afford them
3: But
4: that's
2: a whole other problem Maybe you should just start oh, hanging out with, uh, with Jerry Jones Snug Snug could you imagine Snug being a dad
3: and, and sitting down and talking with his son or his daughter? I absolutely, say, I
0: absolutely could. He's a gentleman, and I'm sure he would bring it. Oh, sure, sure he will. will.
3: Snugs. Don't worry, son.
2: You could do whatever you want. Just do it outside your home. Snug's so, hey. first, uh, he would give his kid a uh, little, little, little little, cupcakes before he even had teeth. First of
0: all, let me, let me just put you on something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You are, and this is Snugger anyway. Anyone that's listening, you are mm-hmm. a successful parent
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you just don't raise them to be a Cowboys fan.
2: <laughs> well, we know he won't do
3: that. So hold on one second. So <laughs> as long as I don't, I don't raise my kids to be a Cowboy fan, they're winners. <laughs>
0: uh, absolutely. You, you, you're, st- or at least you're giving them a head start in life because <laughs> you're already starting them as a winner by not letting them root for losers. <laughs>
2: Here son, you see this uh this is the la- this is the, cause the right. technology the last time they won a Super Bowl. <laughs>
5: right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Listen yeah, to this guy say I'm Dak Prescott's going to win three straight Super Bowls and how crazy oh, he is. And
0: Zeke better than Sandor. Well.
3: Uh Snug says I love
0: the Wayne Jones.
3: Thank you, Jeff. You are a kind gentleman who is both funny and wise. <laughs> Beyond
0: my ears. Why is beyond my ears? You guys you,
3: you guys might as well sit next to each other in the same friggin' bathroom and talk to one another. I mean, seriously. Honestly,
0: honestly, that would be great. I
3: would love to sit there and hold his hand because it would be the hand of God. The hand of God. You would Snug, the hand of God. Could, could you imagine these guys? A genius. Snugs Could convenient. you imagine Snug and Jeff sitting next to next to each other and making decisions for the world? Could you imagine that? I don't know. I, I, Snug, how be... big is how big is your dump? We'll decide how much money this state is going to get. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh,
0: and by the way, it's not taking a dump; it's called taking a tile. No, Tyler.
2: Oh. that's sad for Tyler. With his with his Big Mac smoothie or whatever, <laughs> It was his drink of choice? Yeah. Is that what he likes to drink? No, that's what, no, that's what that's what Jeff was referencing as his that's favorite what drink. But I thought
0: it was his drink of choice. Uh, he, I, I, he, buys two, he, he buys two Big Macs And blends them together He likes his <laughs>
3: strawberry Hennessy That's what he
0: likes
2: <laughs> And also does Jarvis <laughs> Green And also does Jarvis Green what kind of
0: child you are To want to drink cognac But it has to be strawberry flavored
3: <laughs> Well it, it obviously messes him up Because he loves it I mean yeah. I don't know
0: there's a commercial For not drinking Hennessy Look what it does To your hairline
3: <laughs> Don't drink Hennessy Because this Is no. what it does To your hairline Right
2: uh-huh.
3: this, this is your face On Hennessy <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's
2: like says A Big Mac milkshake Mmm tasty That's disgusting Right Ugh. No I would right. like, th- like, like Like th-
0: Like Think about that commercial Honestly like you know, the whole war on drugs thing in the 80s with the Reagan thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they had to scare you by saying, oh, this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. And you had to imagine what the drugs were doing to your brain. There's no imagining what Hennessy does to you. Tyler looks horrific.
3: <laughs> I mean, this Jerry Judy story is an interesting story, man. He's a
0: dummy. And, again, and, and once again, by no. the way, this is why the Broncos are never successful. He's always hurt, and now he's in trouble. And
2: what is it
3: with Alabama
2: wide receivers? Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Gerard. (laughs) Triggering Mark. No, 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 Gerard's the Auburn fan, too. He wouldn't be as triggered. Oh, Gerard will be sticking up for the (laughs) Alabama
3: guys. He will. He will. Right, Right, but we, like,
0: listen, one thing is one thing and whatever. Dude, it's a lot of things with these Alabama. Dude, Tim Williams gun charge. Yeah. Everyone, Tim Williams yeah, him I him I, w- I wanted him for the
2: Giants in the second round, and then all the crap happened right. with him. So gun
0: charge, and it fall fell apart for him. His whole yeah. Life falling apart, right. You know, you got the the, the speed demon there uh, hitting people at 180 miles an hour or whatever it was. Right. You got, <laughs> you got, got Rolando Alabama McLean,
2: All the stuff he did.
0: <laughs> right. Right. There's a lot of what is it with these Alabama
2: players?
3: Well, there's a pattern here. It, it, it's Urban Meyer and uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Greatest of all
2: time over there.
3: Listen. So maybe me,
2: NFL players think, okay, we survived this disciplinary measure of Nick Saban. Now we'll just do reckless things.
3: I mean, seriously, look at all the great coaches. Look at all of them. Look at what they – look of who they have brought to their team and their organization. Look what they've done as they move forward in their careers. I mean, seriously. At what
0: point, at what point do we call them the Cowboys of Tuscaloosa?
2: Well, they don't do it. They don't do it to hinder themselves win, on the field Jeff. as much. They actually win. The guys do it when they get drafted more often than not. And the difference is also Nick Saban in the NFL also didn't uh, didn't uh, have anger management problems like kick your opposing kicker, now causing him to sue the organization. Mm-hmm.
0: First of all, he should get every penny of that. He
2: should. I hope he does. He's going to. Oh, I... <laughs>
0: he's one hundred percent going to yeah. Because here's the thing that people forget about the NFL, right? And they lose all stream of consciousness because it's just a game you play. Just a game. It's a workplace. Mm-hmm. Name a workplace. A single workplace outside of MMA because that's literally the description yep. of the job is to pick people, right? Mm-hmm. Name name a workplace where it's acceptable to do that. You can't do
2: it. He's no. for sure going to win.
3: Yeah. He'll probably win. He'll settle.
2: He's not going to win all of it, but he'll settle. Of but he's, he also, he's right. also suing that's Urban Meyer and contract. the Jaguars organization, too. Yeah. So that's right, going to be because, even more.
0: Right, because here's the problem. He's going to get every penny of that, right? And Sean Khan's probably just going to happily pay it. Because here's, here's the thing. He's going to win, and he's going to get every dollar. Because all of that was, all that money is, is money that was like left on his contract. Yeah. You can you can honestly say, oh, I got let go because this guy abused me and I didn't
2: like it. Right, he had As one he year left on the deal, too, which which he would have made, I think, $4 million in on the last year of his contract. Not to mention there were also performance incentives, too, which before this year he was a top-10 kicker, so he was on pace to probably do that again, so he lost all that money. And then he loses 12 weeks' worth of game checks, too, because he only played four games last year. Then he signed late in the season with the Steelers practice squad.
0: Yeah, and the per diem. He lost that money, so he's going to get every penny of, I think, it's what, 3.3
2: he's suing for? Yeah, yeah, 4. he's suing him initially for 3.5, and again, because the money... He could give me, uh, you know, $20,000, i will be happy with that. But the money that's combined might even add up to even more from well, what the I was reading.
0: Is, is Josh Lambeau has talent, Errol, so he's still probably going to
2: get it. <laughs> yeah, well, He was a top 10 kicker. Hey, he was a top 10 kicker once he left the Chargers. I, I, right, go, but
0: right, but yeah. he's gonna get it. Name a workplace where it's acceptable just to walk by someone and kick them.
2: Mm.
0: MMA, and that's basically the list.
3: MMA, yes. Um we've seen right, football we've seen We've seen football players do it. You have not. Yes, we have. No, you haven't. We haven't seen you football haven't. players kick other players during a football game? Yes, like that. You've never seen a coach in a practice
0: kick a player. Mm. Never. There were players talking about it going, boy, I wish he would have. Because, they, dude, go look at the Shannon Sharp thing. Shannon Sharp did a whole thing where he's like, dude, you, you kicked me? He's like, I had to beat the shit out of the coach. Mm. He's mm. like, coaches need to have respect for the players. They might yell at them and whatever, and that's acceptable and whatever. You don't put your hands on a, on, a, on a player.
1: Look at how big
0: of a deal it was when Latrell Springwell choked out uh,
2: what's-his-nuts. P.J., uh, yeah, the coach. He, yeah, P.J. Uh, like, L.A. Yeah, yeah, it was, like more,
0: the yeah. was the biggest story in the world. Why? Because he choked them out during a practice. And
3: Which then he is, went to the Knicks. <laughs> figure that one out. Yep. Right.
0: Right. But just think about that. Now it's role reversal. It's your superior at work. Right? Your boss kicking you. That's not – you. no. That's not, not allowed. You I'm know, going to get every every dollar of that money. Uh, nobody's and, saying and, that he wouldn't. Right, and you're like, oh, but uh, we've seen players kick other players during games. Yeah, yes, you're we not have. even like you're right. We have, but you're not even coming close to like what actually happened. You're comparing apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Someone in the middle of combat and they get out of hand. Yeah, hold on
2: one right, second, trash just, talking.
3: Yeah, hold on that. one second, Jeff. We've seen in, in middle of playoff games, uh, defensive defensive coaches stick out their foot stick out their foot and try to trip players when they're on the field
0: where where in this whole scenario where Josh Lambo got kicked was it in a game I'm sorry so take out the whole game scenario
3: wasn't in a game okay so let's go back your whole your, this is what I'm saying it's apples and oranges with you. you're trying to no because it. we don't know what happens in the practices for any of these sports just because it doesn't come I out gar- doesn't mean they don't exist
0: I guarantee you I guarantee you if someone if someone had kicked or hit someone in practice we would
3: know about it I no guarantee you no coaches that's assaulting not true players no
0: coaches assaulting players. first
3: of all first of all Jeff and i'm I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and, and and argue with you but here here's the thing just because a, a, a coach kicks a player doesn't mean that the other player thought that it was him being aggressive and trying to hurt him, kicking somebody and in by, the s. And by the way, and by the way, it could have hurt him because why?
0: You know what Josh Lambo, what Josh Lambo was doing when he got kicked? What he was stretching?
3: Hmm.
0: You're stretching and someone comes by and kicks you.
3: <laughs> right. Listen, Jeff. Uh, again, it's it's all here. He said, she said, type of thing. You don't know what the truth is. There's no video on it. Nobody. There's no video that. That. I mean, what there, were other,
0: there were other. Play, there so
3: were what? other. So what? So what? They said they kicked him, but maybe they, they could have said it was a love tap. Maybe he was just getting around. They were playing a joke. They were playing a joke on each other. There could yeah, be a not, lot of things. Not, there could not, be a not, lot of things not, that have been said.
0: Not with not with what he said as he did it. He's like, you keep kicking like that, you're going to find yourself on the street. And he kicked him.
2: Yeah, and remember also. And, and by
0: the way, Urban Meyer hasn't refuted the whole thing.
2: Yeah, Urban and Meyer's he also remember had happen. the anger management issues too with the other coaches too. So that wouldn't surprise me if like he came right. out in rage like that. Lambo, right. L- like I said before, that was a top 10 kicker in terms of like from probably 2018 to 2020 pretty steadily since he got to the Jaguars. Mm. So that yeah. performance drop off, yeah, it happens with kickers sometimes. So I don't know, maybe it would have happened at some point, but he was a, a really good kicker. It's not like right. he was just an average kicker.
0: And here's the other part of it that hilarious too. Even if Urban Minor did deny it, right? Mm-hmm. He's already been a documented liar. Uh, by saying, oh, I, I never uh, I never knew about my assistant coach using his wife. Oh, oh, yeah. There was text messages talking about it. And he only acknowledged that he got those text messages and got caught in that la- lie after those text messages. Came out, <laughs> Urban Meyer is full of shit and can go suck the donkey's dick. Urban Meyer sucks. I believe every word of what Josh Lambeau said and none of what anything of what Urban Meyer would ever say.
3: I also believe that Urban Meyer weighed out his, uh, weighed out his welcome, you know uh, I, I just I didn't think it was going to last that long. I, I didn't, and even his draft that uh, last year when he was drafting he wore out his welcome
0: after five weeks, yep, <laughs>
3: six <laughs> weeks absolutely. I don't think he wanted to be there. He just took it where the money was. And he he wanted to show people that he, he could be successful in the NFL. But he, when he realized it's going to take a lot more work than what he thought it was. He's too
2: much of an egomaniac. Yeah, too, it, it, which... wasn't,
3: it wasn't for him. And that's why he walked away from you it. You knew it
0: wasn't going to go his way when he said, oh, man, every week it's like playing play Alabama. Yeah, and you've never beaten Alabama. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he just didn't want to be there. and that's He just wanted no, to take the money.
0: Too, no, it was too hard. It shows what kind of school Ohio State is. They love beating up on Purdue, and they love beating up Illinois and Rutgers and all of the, the while respectable schools, not great football programs, right? Mm-hmm. And he loves doing all of that. He loves he loves scheduling uh, Troy State because they can't fight back. And then, you know, oh, when it's a little tough, he doesn't like it so much. Because he's like, every week's like playing Alabama. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it not playing the, the, the girls from the school of the blind? Oh, that's tough.
2: Meanwhile, Ohio State now is actually scheduling harder out of conference games now that he's gone.
0: (laughs) Of course, as they should. Yeah, everyone's going to be doing it. Yeah. Everyone's going to be doing it. I think that's part of the. Listen, if I had a complaint about college football, you know I love me some college football, but if I had a complaint about college football, I, I don't believe that schools should be allowed to make their own schedules.
2: Mm hmm. I uh, I uh, brought up his drafts too. I think there was one of our guests that also said too like he was only drafting outside of Trevor Lawrence as the number 1 pick. He was only drafting guys that had some kind of ties to him, either he recruited yep. or or he coached like uh, with like one of the assistant coaches was the head coach there or something like that uh, at that, that particular back. school. I
0: don't I don't I don't see that as a bad thing, though, right? No, no, I didn't.
2: I, I, this is, wasn't our words. This was one of our guests. I forget who it was, but he was reaching because of that,
0: right? But I don't think he, I don't think he was reaching. I don't think I don't think he Trevor Lawrence not a reach. Travis at the end not a reach, right? Like it's you've got to be an exceptional talent.
3: We
2: today. don't know what ATM's gonna be. We don't know. I right like either. ETN, right. too, but there were other things right. they one needed back. at that right. time, but too. They have James Robinson, who's a good running back, too. They didn't really need right. to draft another one, one in the first back round.
0: Back, but one running back doesn't make a team. A,
2: a I know that, but they also needed team. to draft other things right. in the first round, not not waste the first round. They could have drafted another running back in the third round to be a, a platoon say, guy.
0: Who is anybody to say what he thinks is going to be best for his
5: team?
0: Mm. ETN was not a reach, and he was an acceptable first-round draft pick. He was an exceptional player at Clemson. Just like Najee Harris, who was picked out of two picks before him, I think. Yeah. Right? They were exceptional but you Wait a no,
3: second. You said that no running back should be drafted in the first round.
0: I Most of them not, right? Mm-hmm. They are exceptional people. Derek Henry, perfectly fine. I don't have a problem with that. You need to be exceptional to be drafted in the first round as a running back. Is Brees Hall good? Sure is. I wouldn't take him in the first round. Is Ken, Kenneth Walker good? Sure is. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't take him in the first round. That running backs are not worth it. It's such a disposable position. Right. It mm-hmm. is. It's a joke. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and you're seeing now teams more platoon more often anyway. So you're getting cases where the three running backs are used to be just a certain, certain amount of teams. Now it's becoming a new norm. Now you still need the coaching to make that kind of thing work. But with so many teams hiring offensive coaches now, they're trying to find the value. And I think this draft's a good indicative of it too because there was a lot of teams going for best value really early on. Errol and I were saying it last week. There weren't really a lot of reaches until the middle of the draft yep. really outside of Jacksonville.
0: But it should be, but it should be a position that's by committee, right? Because uh, look at the teams that rely on like one person. Yeah. Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, and now he's always hurt, and they've run him into the ground, right? You can go the Giants, Saquon Barkley. Hmm. They just ran him into the ground, mm-hmm. right? And I know yeah. a certain. He was just at
3: a golf at a B- golf tournament with Nithin this week. Oh, of course he was.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, and I know a certain woodland creature that's going to be upset (laughs) about this one, right? But Pete Elliott, the only guy, they just ran him into the ground, right? Now Tony Pollard is outperforming the $15 million man. (laughs) $15
2: million for a backup running back. Got to love it. Right,
0: but but this is why it should be a a position by committee. You want guys to last a little longer and still stay productive. Right, Take them a little later in the draft so you're not paying them a bunch and you can afford more of them.
2: Yeah and even like less uh not lesser running backs, but like teams are realizing that too, even if they have top running backs, getting some, I guess, insurance policies. For example, the Chargers, they saw the year that Austin Eckler had, one of the best years of any running back last year, but they still drafted uh, they still drafted Roundtree last year, and they drafted Isaiah Spiller this year, so they're still having that kind of thing in mind where they don't want to overuse Eckler for everything and wear him down year to year too. We'll see if other teams start to catch on to that. The Colts will often start doing that too with Jonathan Taylor. He might be the next one in that bunch because he got 300 carries last year too.
0: And if you looked around the league, right, there's really only one running back that can be a feature. Like, there just can be, right? The rest of them are, and even Derrick Henry got hurt, because Derrick Henry is who I'm referring to, but, like, the rest of them are even more fragile than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's probably the sturdiest running back in the league. Right,
2: I think the, this year was his first bad injury.
0: <laughs> right, but all these, all these other people, uh, is there a guy out there that's even worthy of being that kind of feature where, like, Oh, we're just going to run our whole team
2: through you? Not really. Mm. Yeah, and there's nobody that has like ultra durability right now that you can right. judge that on. We thought that with with Christian McCaffrey. We thought that at certain points, at certain points with Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott really the wasn't injury two, prone. The last 2 3 years with Christian McCaffrey, how many games did he play? Yeah, no, he's barely played and I uh, the first year they were really contending, so Matt Rule wasn't rushing him back. But last year, when they were kind of contending for a while, they still didn't bring him back, and that has something to do with the kind of injuries, those kinds of injuries adding up. But even guys that weren't previously injury prone in the past now too are getting it earlier in their careers. And look at somebody like Dalvin Cook too. Dalvin Cook fell in the draft to the second round because of his injury concerns. I don't think he had any premature premature injury issues that nope. people were red flagging him on. It was a, no, but they
0: got, but he had he had behavioral issues. But okay, no like so injury.
2: All right, gotcha. Because if you
0: remember back to Florida State, uh, they wouldn't let him take the team photo. Mm-hmm. So okay. They weren't sure he was even going to be there because he'd gotten in trouble.
2: Okay, I didn't hear about that. That was my last year in college. So I wasn't really following it like the inside stuff as closely, but I was shocked when he fell out of the first round because of the talent he was at that time. At the, there's,
0: there's really no running back that's worthy of being a feature. There's no, there, there's one Derrick Henry, and that's it. And then maybe if Adrian Peterson was young again,
3: he would be the <laughs> Adrian other one, Peterson. Right? <laughs> well, yeah,
2: you're talking, you're talking about no, a different era where that actually Adrian... mattered, and he could just first run 300 all, carries and all, carry yeah. a team to the playoffs. Off, first of... Of, all, you're laughing, first off of... of you're laughing? No, I'm not laughing. He Peterson had the greatest was, comeback was of the most season most off an injury ever.
0: Yeah, he was one of the most durable people, and 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 ran hard, and he was terrific. On that, who's really a feature running back that's in the league? Mm. Um... It should be by committee. Well, what, we want to give the ball to Clyde Edwards helaire Lair? Oh, no, so the, I don't think they're
2: going to do that even for he you, <laughs> the, 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 way the The way the other ru- random running backs always play for the Chiefs. I don't know if they'll ever do that. The Damian Giant, Williams, we, we thought, should have been Super Bowl MVP. Then you have uh, Jarek McKinnon going off in the playoffs this year. Right? <laughs> it's like,
0: <laughs> The linebackers are too big, too strong, and too fast to get hit by some of these dudes 30 to 35 times a game. You're going to get hurt. Right. You're going to get hurt. That's just what it is. Do you want Jordan Davis smashing into you 30 times?
2: <laughs> I hope that not dude, for the, the for the sake of Saquon if he is a giant, but who that, knows? That
0: dude. That dude is an 18-wheeler with the handles of a Porsche. Yeah Like that's what it is
2: Meanwhile the a Giants have, have some Adjusted guard About to play center Against him Oh boy
0: Right Right He's a He's a Mack truck With the engine Of a Lamborghini Yeah And then you want To run into that Dude 35 times Good
2: <laughs> Stuck says Zeke Sanders Still has three Super Bowls in him I think there is going to be a, a fine, of, a line of people to suck donkey dicks after the show. Oh, donkeys. yeah. Huh? And I think Earl once kicked Speedy on air when Speedy had the background music too loud. Yes. No. I you, never you, kicked him. No, you 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 hit me with a fly swatter. That was it. That's it. Yeah. No, that was actually funny. We, I we, didn't our get. Our get,
3: our get no. I didn't really kick him or hit him. No, no, long no.
2: Long no he, he just mock hit me with a fly never. swatter one of our get the softball player. Just uh, so the, everybody the knows softball that. player we oh, had. He told me on a bus, Nug. Yeah, was was laughing I during that.
3: I love
0: He's amazing.
2: He could run in the same offensive line as Barry Sanders oh, and put yeah, the it, same it, amount of numbers. I think that's my delusional.
3: cue for the rest of this show. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> it's just delusional, isn't
0: it? Like, these, these, I mean, it's just... Ugh. The whole thing's just a car crash. And if if, a- if Harold ever win. bought
2: stock into the Beeves Restaurant, he should just have a bunch of plaques of all his takes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Deke's better than Barry Sanders, and Dak's gonna win three Super Bowls. And I, oh, by the way, CeeDee Lamb—he's no good. Right, like, just—it's just comedy. It's just—it's just comedy. Back to the woods with that kid. To, <laughs> send him back to the to the, the pond. It's a pretty
3: good movie. Back to the woods.
0: Yeah, I, it, pretty terrible is what it
3: is. Jeff, thank you for calling, bud. All right. Jeff from Tampa. I think we got all our stuff out today. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, there is talks that the Miami Heat is interested in going after uh, Donovan Mitchell. Honestly, I think there's a lot of other teams besides the Knicks and the Miami Heat are going to be in the sweepstakes for Donovan Mitchell. He's a f- sensational player. Whoever gives them the most is going to get him.
2: Yeah, um, gonna Miami's happen. probably going to – Utah might not get as much either back because Miami's got to make the mommy Miami's only mommy in work, the mix so.
3: because of the whole Dwayne Wade thing. That's yep. the only reason why. He's probably telling them to reach out and try to sell it because he'll, he'll, pra- he'll practically give uh, Donovan Mitchell for nothing – to, to Pat Riley so they can win a championship. Dwayne anyway, Wade will
2: sabotage the Utah Jazz. I wouldn't be surprised.
3: Well, yeah, though, him and
2: Pat Riley have a good relationship. I, I definitely would imagine that. I mean, Pat, Pat Riley fleeces people anyway. So, yes, he does. So, why, why not be able to work it with a, uh, a, a guy that used to be a player of yours that you – he didn't coach, but he was an executive right. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna make that kind of thing work in a heartbeat. Yeah, so yeah, uh, front office of Utah. Don't let him. Don't let them sway you in that case. There will be better offers from the Knicks, and yep. I imagine a lot of other teams, a lot of good young players too, that maybe are trying to make that leap. It probably will be in the Eastern Conference, though. So you were looking at maybe Cleveland, Toronto, teams like that that have a lot of young talent that could make that splash move. That have young pieces to trade. That's it for our show, ladies and
3: gentlemen. Uh, We will be back next week, Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Listen to The Weekend Crunch on 103.9, the LI News Radio Network at 7 p.m. every single Saturday. If you don't live over here, go to iHeartRadio, and you can listen to us on 103.9 FM. Um, Speedy, uh, thank you to all the fans for uh, keep tuning in. and uh, I want to apologize. We were supposed to get uh, Chris... To back her on. I don't know what happened to him. We'll reach out to him. We'll get him yeah. on for sure. Thank you to Ryan Holmes for joining us. We really appreciate everything. And keep listening to us. Keep tuning in to us as we move forward with our show. Until then, this is Errol Marks and Speedy Petey saying good night. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.